What's up everyone? Welcome to the 8th season of the Timeless Gamer Show where our games and our bodies may grow out of date but our gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. And we are now streaming live in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And you can still check our past videos by check by going to the YouTube channel of the Timeless Gamer Show. Or you can just listen to us talk by going to the major audio streaming platforms by searching in the Timeless Gamers Show. And previously on Timeless Gamers, um, we discussed some... Um, MS-DOS games. Uh, one, um, uh, take you back to the past. Play the shitty games that sucked ass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> copyright. Uh, <laughs> like a, a copyright strike. <laughs> uh, well, um, a few variety of games that we covered over there on that uh, on that episode. Um, some wholesome, some not so wholesome, but uh, don't take my word for it. <laughs> just go, just go watch. Take a listen. Go watch it. Uh, and for this episode, we are now uh, talking about the city building video games. Uh, city uh, called city building, city construction, city planning, all that stuff. And that episode, and this part episode was brought to us by Miss Eileen once again. Heading this episode, so let's get on to it, Miss Eileen. Hi everyone, welcome to our episode for tonight about city builders. Hope you enjoy our episode and you uh, may try some of the games we will recommend later. All right, thank you for that, Miss Ay. How about Sir JDM? Hello guys, good evening, and welcome back to Timeless Gamer Show. And this is Juan Demarcos from Cebu City, and we'll be talking about the uh, city building games that we used to love through the years. And still love even now. Hey, yeah. um, thank you for that, Sir Jim. How about Sir Joe Banyaganayib? All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are. This is the Banyagang Native coming at you live from New Jersey and on recorded podcast on the recorded portion of the podcast on every major platform, talking about city builders and different platforms that city builders showed up on, all the way from DOS to modern age. So back to you, Joe. All right. Thank you for that, Sir Joe. Well, in a quick word. Uh, a quick shout out to our uh, to our partners, of course, the Sega Mega Master Show, uh, being hosted by Sir Dan and Sir Viraju, cannot be here unfortunately. Um, for anything Sega related, video games and discussions, just go to their podcast. It uh, it's watchable in YouTube. Go to Sega Mega Master Show, and of course, a uh, Retro Unlimited for all of your uh, uh, retro designs, apparel, and clothing. Shuffle Emporium for all of your anime figures, toys, trading card games, and other collectibles. Studio.ph for their printing services like stickers, shirts, hoodies, bags. And Collector's Alley located at the third floor of the LRT North Mall for all of the related video games, toys, action figures, Gundam model kits, and anime related goodies. And let's go say hi to the chat tat tat down there. Who do we got down there, Miss Eileen? Oh, sorry, JDM. Uh, who do we got down there to chat? Uh, uh, no. Here in the chat, uh, we welcome Jed Jesus of Premorn and Shuffle Emporium. Uh, he said, Good evening, TG Crew. Good evening. And also welcome Ray Q, who says, Good evening, Timeless Gamer Crew and chat. Yes, good evening, everyone. Uh, we also have Clark Plumbiano of Clark21 just for fun. Hey! Yay, hey, brother! Clark. It's great to see Clark. you! <laughs> yes, it's great to see you here. Where are you at, Clark? <laughs> uh, Clark, uh, yeah. um, 
Yeah, my man. Clark is over. Yeah, Clark is over at Facebook right now. Actually, saying hi to everybody in Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitch, making sure that everybody make uh, make sure that you guys can part are uh, can participate with our discussion. We're not just here ourselves. We're not just here the panel. It's also you guys. We are value everybody's opinion. And if you're and you're and if you're comment, um, if you comment in any of our streams in Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch. We'll make sure to do our very best to give everybody a shout out and in, engage in the discussion. All right. All right. And also, we have a new viewer in here. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the form of Mr. Dan Faulkner of the Sega Mega Masters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. And yeah. I also see myself here. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube amazing you i oh, have like oh, yeah. a multiverse of one demarcus here <laughs> yes and it's it's an it's it's better than having multiple personalities anyway oh, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right. So, um that's it so uh let's just get into it uh miss i so miss i will be uh will be ho- uh, holding on to this ge- uh we'll be heading this uh spearheading this episode there have I mean there have been some city building games even before um i mean during the during the 80s and 90s of video games even the even the nas era uh, have uh, have a few but it's but to me it's been like it's a niche within a niche as well i mean not a lot of um i would say it's one of those underappreciated underestimated kind of genre but Surprisingly, um, with the aspect of its mechanics, people find it in, uh, enjoyable and relaxing to some. But but I'm a JRPG guy, so what do I know? Let's <laughs> let's ask these people because they are the ones who really uh, who really are, are um, more aficionated with this kind of uh, this kind of video game. So let's get into it, Miss I. So for today, we will be talking about City Builder. So what is a City Builder game? So it is a type of simulation game. It's like subgenre uh, where the player is the overall planner or manager of a city or town, and you are responsible for its growth and uh, management. So first of all, for everyone here on our panel, what for you makes city builders fun? I'll begin. Um, for me, city builders um, are fun if there is a good challenge, but not too difficult. I'm looking at you, constructor. Constructor. <laughs> You're very difficult. Um, and if there's a good pace of growth in the game, that would be nice. And also, if you see the little people living in your town or city, it's also quite nice. And also, if the graphics and animation is good, it doesn't have to be, um, let's say, realistic graphics. As long as it's appealing to... The, as long as the visuals are appealing. And you can see your um, city or town being alive. So that's what makes City Builders fun for me. Um, how about you, Sir Joel, my fellow uh, fan of City Builders? Oh, what yeah. Makes City Builders fun for you? Oh, City Builders. The, the, the thing about City Builders is that the biggest difference between a regular video game where you control one person or a party of people it, it going through an adventure. With the City Builder, 
the the city itself is the main character. We're talking as in it with a regular video game. You you take one character, you build his stats up, you make him stronger, you make him cast uh, better spells, you make you make him faster, you you have him acquire skills. The thing about city builders is that the city itself is the main character. You build your city up so that it ha- be- produces better infrastructure, better taxes, better power production, better roadways, better abilities overall. So in a way, a city builder is managing one character and making sure that that character becomes the very best character it can possibly be. In this case, uh, the city itself. Granted, there are some city, a lot of city builders where you can go down to the very street level and speak with individual characters, but you don't control them at all. You don't control your individual citizens. You don't control uh, the people wandering around most of the time. You just get their opinions most often, more often than not. So in a way, you have people walking around within your main character like the character has characters inside of it that you have no control over but the main character itself which is the city you get to choose to do whatever you like with him sometimes you can even cause disasters to damage your city like in sim city so you know throw, toss a tornado in there or have godzilla go on a rampage it, it, it can happen but again the big difference between a regular video game where you control one character or a party of characters to go through an adventure is the fact that you're in, with a city builder your main character is the city itself and you know sometimes even multiple cities but you know i digress there's going to be lots of different characteristics for city builders that i'm absolutely sure my uh, compatriot jdm is going to be able to toss in a little bit more information on jdm go ahead okay for me i'm not really a city builder game kind of guy but i've played uh several ones mm-hmm. so for me uh city building game what makes it fun is you can be either a good uh, uh a city building games is like a god game like uh, mm-hmm. black and white or something yes. like that yes but the setting is in, in a city or like territories then you can do anything pretty much anything you want you can be a douchebag uh, <laughs> you can <laughs> I, i would like to point out uh sir jd Jesus, uh, comment here mm. it's fun if you're toying with the npcs and let them sit around for hours and not take the needed attention yeah sometimes you if you would like to like Uh, I would like to do something uh, really weird in mm-hmm. video games. Just like when you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Yes. You you do something uh, good like uh, follow the traffic lights or mm-hmm. um, uh, you just drive around without um, running over pedestrians. It's, mm-hmm. For these games, for these city building games, you become like the evil god that Um, allows these disasters or those tsunamis or mm-hmm. those uh, bad weather um, get to people and I think that it gives you freedom and freedom to do things that you would like to do is fun enough for uh, hours. It's very true. So, It's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how about uh, Sir Joe? What What do you think is fun? when playing with you uh, these kinds of games the um, the only games that I remotely remember that has a, sit- like has 
any hint of city building in it would be um, when I played uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of has a um, city building aspect to it. And if you're going to count, uh, I don't know, the Red Alert 2, Command and Conquer. Mm-hmm. I mean, then, well, technically speaking, you're building your own fortress city. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, you know. <laughs> um, anyways, um, with barely enough time to come up with a uh, with a uh, with a decent impression mm. playing this uh, uh, to prepare in this uh, to prepare for this episode, um, they're right. There's a there's certain amount of creativity and imagination that you have to instill on this because there's no there's no like there's no written rule on what kind of design that you want for your ideal city. Most of the times, as you, if you are a beginner, you, you'll just uh, you'll just you'll just choose a random location. Oh, okay, uh, I'll, I'll put it there. I put it here. I put it there. I put it there. Unless you pl- uh, unless you play these games on a regular basis, that's the time when you oh it will hit you. Uh, maybe I should place it here strategi- strategically. You should put it here. Oh, um, it's closer to the water. So it should oh this thing is closer to the water. It should be here. Oh, mountains, hills. Oh, that that should be here. Oh, there's a lot of grass. Oh, so I so my my labs my livestock should be here. So there there's method to the madness eventually. So um, for, uh, for beginners, just place them randomly, whatever, build there, construct there. But as soon as but as soon as the experience is in, you know, um, you'll 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 realize that okay, um, let's make it a little bit more neat. Uh, uh, let's make it neater. Let's make it more, uh, more, more cleaner. Let's make it look um, uh, more presentable. Assuming, of course, people are going to visit your uh, your cities. Sure, but that's the whole. Uh, the, but that's the whole point of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just to see what kind of uh, what kind of what, what kind of city design that you came up with versus to with the others. Hmm. You'll. Um, at times when I uh, uh, when I look at my when I look at my initial design and then I go with uh, I, and then I go with the uh, with some uh, with some pictures online or or other people's playthrough, I'm just amazed. Oh, yeah, okay, I, I can see why they did it that. I can see why they did it that way. Oh, I should have done it that way. Okay, oh no, uh, I think my design is still right. Stuff like that. Anyways, um. We'll talk more in detail about that uh, when we go when we proceed with uh, with with the different games we have so far. Back to you, Msai. Thank you very much for your uh, input on what makes a city builder fun. Oh, by the way, uh, also just to point out because simulation games is quite a vast genre, so city builders is one of them, and it's often intermixed with um, or interchanged with management sim. So maybe in our discussion, those with uh, management games would kind of seem through our discussion so just to delineate our topic for tonight uh, so yes um yes sir joe oh, i was just gonna say that, yeah i was just gonna say that uh the definitely management games and uh city building games are are big overlap we're talking about overlapping genres and sim sim games also simulation games in general they overlap with with city builder games as well i mean i i think we can be forgiven to if we yeah. if we cross over into some certain aspects of certain different games they're not strictly city builders we're perfectly fine 
fine with you know with crossovers and we're perfectly fine with citing other games because of the fact that hey we're gamers we absolutely love our games and we absolutely love love different genres we're not confining ourselves too much to a particular genre as long as it kind of relates to what we're talking about so we're perfectly fine mm-hmm. with with overlaps we're perfectly fine with overlaps and again for those of you in the chats if you guys want to talk about anything at all even if it's not remotely talk related to what we're talking about right now we love to hear your inputs speaking of which i'd like to acknowledge um, uh, a comment a comment here from twitch from clark 21 just for fun clark Blumbiano, one of our one of our really really good friends here he says me being a mayor in sim city the citizens are mad at the tax rate huh who isn't uh so i raised the tax rates to get them more mad at me <laughs> yeah that that's it's one of the things it's one of the things that we absolutely love to do because it does as jdm says technically there are also aspects of god gaming in in city builders because of the fact that you can control everything you're not just sometimes the mayor you're also technically a god you can throw in disasters in there but you know one of the more uh, one of the more interesting things is you can raise tax rates and because in real in real life here always trying to be the good guy then yes mm. how about when playing video games yeah. how about we turn things around and yeah absolutely evil evil things absolutely absolutely like, i mean something chaotic evil exactly i mean i'm not i'm not beyond building uh, in 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 the in the original sims building a pool having my sim swim around in it and then taking <laughs> away the ladder right you know have have watch him drown or or again one of my one of my more favorite ones is building the toilet in the front yard so that whenever he needs to go he has to go in front of everybody so you know you can watch his you can watch his his his, his dignity is embarrassing and his his happiness go down every time he has to go to the bathroom <laughs> because he needs to but you know i digress but it's convenient ahead. right <laughs> exactly you it's know well, you're mowing the lawn you can go to the bathroom right in front of everybody so <laughs> <laughs> all right continue continue miss eileen you were about to say something that's a good um point actually because with sim games and uh City builders, we can do whatever we want without the consequences, but mm-hmm. we can see what will happen if we do if we choose certain actions. So that's also a fun of it. Absolutely, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's to quote dungeon, yes, it's really part of the fun. And mm-hmm. to quote dungeon keeper too, it's good to be bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and of course, uh, Dan Faulkner of the Sega Mega Masters just uh, put up a. Um, okay, I, I'm not sure we can talk about that here. <laughs> I, I, I rescind my offer about about being able to talk about anything. Okay. Love <laughs> so, you, Sir Dan. Yeah, we love you, Sir Dan. Okay, Sir Dan um, knows me too well. Yeah, for the for the audio <laughs> podcast, you guys are just gonna have to check the video portion of the podcast to see what Dad talked about. But yeah, all right. Anyway, back to you, Miss Eileen. <laughs> So back to our discussion is where have everybody played um, sim games? What which platforms? Mm. Uh, for me, I have played PC, of course, the original Sims, uh, Sim City. I mean, um, yeah. Super Nintendo, the Sim City on it, not the Sim City Junior because that's a different one, just mm. the Sim City one. Uh, PlayStation One with um, theme parks, Sim theme parks. I love those on the PlayStation One. And also, there's mobile versions of Sim games. Um, it's fun to have them on the go. And I remember on uh, second grade, was it? Our teacher like asked us for a project where we had to make like a miniature city. So I guess I also felt the fun of city building with actual materials. I even made it fly over. 
Oh, nice. A diorama. A diorama, yeah. Diorama. Yeah, there, that's a better term. A diorama. So I was able to play on video games and make an actual diorama of a series. I guess it's inherent in me to do these city builders. Yeah, it's 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 like one of the things that you go through in in school, where teachers will ask you to make constructions of practical applications of everything that you learn and. Miss Eileen was able to do that. <laughs> That's a very cool thing. I, I don't think they do dioramas now in schools. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Okay. I don't see it, anyone it's too, it's too costly, uh, and teachers know you're not the one doing it. <laughs> very true. Very true. What the the point parents about? who are having having more fun building those popsicles. Yeah, that, I mean, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, maybe kids nowadays indulge in. You know, I, I, my daughter actually does programming on in her school. She's all of she's all of fourth and fifth grade. Oh, she she's in fifth grade now. But she started programming on Scratch, Scratch from MIT online. So I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the future they will still do it, but virtually. You know, they'll do CAD programming, maybe like you actually see kids making full-on cities in 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 programs like Blender or AutoCAD. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Right. I prefer doing it analog, actually. Analog. Like I mean, that's mm. that's how we do it back then, guys. Believe it or not. That's true. That's um, true. With with city planning and and even in even even with old school architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to do it like this. So we lay out a plane, mm-hmm. imagining that this is the lot, and then we use all different uh, sorts of shapes of of squares, rectangles, and circles so it will represent what mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. up to scale, so that we know on so that we have this uh, this uh, this imaginary mm-hmm. uh, overall layout that where things should be. Like for example, uh, when we uh, when we, when we were talking about uh, um, a convention booth um, the other day, mm-hmm. like a two by two meter booth, how big is that? So rather than just drawing it, I took a tape measure and you know, uh, and, and then and then I really measured like two meters, mm-hmm. two meters long, two meters wide of uh, of a space, then show it to the guys. That's your two by two. What 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 else can we put in there? <laughs> I mean, not, for and then I, so, so so I showed it to the guys and like for a two by two meter booth and for that uh, and uh, and and for the organizers to ask for that kind of price mm-hmm. to be in that booth, it's mm-hmm. not even it, it's rather insulting. <laughs> yeah, and the, the 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 benefits were not commensurate to the cost. So cost benefit yeah, analysis. So, yeah, so I put two by two. So, so I measured a, a two by two a space, and then I put I put a so I put what uh, I put one of our tables there. I put one of our chairs there, so that at least they'll know what kind of uh, what kind of uh, what kind of area we're talking about here, because mm-hmm. a space is just a space. You're not even talking about all of the content you're going to put in there. How much wiggle room you're still allowed to move around? <laughs> so that pertains to your road, your road and traffic. So that, that's mm-hmm. the thing. A lot is a lot. A vacant lot is just a vacant lot. You think it's you you, you think that it or 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 or, if, or even better. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like rearranging your room. This is mm-hmm. just this is the very basic of a city building aspect of it. City building design. Do your own room. Rearranging your furniture. Uh, for every for every for every person who moved out or moved in into a new apartment, you see a, uh, you see a, a, a wide room. Oh, uh, at first you think, oh, oh my God, so spacious. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And then you start putting your shit. <laughs> <laughs> putting your sofa in there. You're putting your fridge in there. You're putting mm. your tables, your chairs, your television set. And then you'll realize how small <laughs> the unit is. And even if you're living by yourself. But that's the thing. Anyway, uh, back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the practical applications. Joe just illustrated the practical applications of of city builders. You you get mm. to you get to kind of plan it out. Although that is that is a very that is a very interesting thing because you know, one thing about city builders is it's very rarely that you can utilize the vertical aspect of mm-hmm. the city. You only you only utilize the horizontal or the 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 the, 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 the planar. The X and exactly. the y. You don't yeah. you don't factor in the Z. Mm-hmm. Yes, precisely. And I, I, getting back to Miss Eileen's a question though, what platforms have I played them on? I'm much like Miss Eileen. I did start off on DOS. I started off on DOS uh, City Builders, uh, Sim City. I think we can qualify <clears throat> other ones like Sim Earth, Sim Ant. Uh, yes. I can. I think we can. I think we can uh, say for other City Builders like um, there's an old City Builder that I got to play a long time ago. It was called Utopia, cre- uh, Creation of a Nation. If I remember correctly, I think that's the title of it. It's it posits you're going to be in the far future. <clears throat> you're building a city on a different planet, and you've got enemies coming at you. Eventually, it's up to you to try to build as many. That's where that's one thing about video gaming. That's the game where I learned the word hydroponics when I was when I was a kid. I never heard about the word hydroponics. I learned about that word. I researched it, and I start and it started me on the path to understanding about. Things like self-sustainability, or you know, learning about the environment and things like that. So, hydroponics. Video. Whoever said video games are not educational, you can just shove it up. And the thing is, it's like, and in in another game that I learned about, I started off on, but it was a little too complicated for me. At to Miss Eileen's point, city builders have to be appealing enough for you to come in from the cold because if you toss in way too much information from the very beginning you get you, people you lose people right off the bat so one game that on the on dos that i wanted to start off on but lost me early on was a game called afterlife it's a game where you control two aspects of cities uh dead souls going up to heaven or dead souls going up to hell and you can you have to a lot you have to build new planes to make sure that the lost soul that the souls going up to heaven or going down to hell are happy or you know there's going to be a revolution so from there from dos going into windows uh 95 going into windows 98 there are a ton of city builders and to this very day i play a lot of city builders as well so a lot and the nice thing about it is t- to this day there's a renaissance of city builders coming out like like um Like Avon Colony, uh, a, a game, a game that um, uh, one of our compatriots, Mr. Rosello Reyes of Risk Place, recommended. Uh, I tried it; it's pretty good. Uh, there's also Surviving the Aftermath. A lot of city builders nowadays are, have been set in post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic settings, like you know after after the bomb has happened you know you go come up from you come up from the vault and then you start building your city again have to battle zombies coming at you irradiated zombies there's lots of there's lots of different uh games coming out nowadays and i'm very happy that despite the fact that jaw i completely acknowledge what jaw said that it's a niche within a niche i i completely agree with that but it's experience it's experiencing a small renaissance nowadays jaw is showing nowadays the footage of a 
game called Utopia Creation of a Nation and it was a lot of fun when I first played it. I, it's it was very mind blowing for me because of the fact that it's a city builder but it's not even on earth. It was it was based on a different planet and you had all these futuristic uh, buildings that you that you had as a choice. Life support, uh, hydroponics, uh, uh, I think if there was a children's crash as well where you could you could have all your children grow up in, you know, be born in, grow up in. You have to manage the power, you have to manage the electricity, you have to manage the air, and you know that that the enemies were coming in. There was no such thing as negotiations or diplomacy. You know they were going to be coming in and try to, you know, wreck your shit. And <laughs> you had to build up your city and your army strong enough for you to be able to withstand that onslaught. So I guess that's one thing about city builders. It's not necessarily just making sure that your city is strong. It's making sure that some that you're well defended enough just in case something bad comes down the pipe. So that's my that's my history uh, of 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 games from DOS all the way to modern times uh, of city builder games. All right, back to you Miss Eileen. It's not in it's not in real time. Yes, it's on oh, real time. Ah, there was no real. pause for this one. Uh, for for Utopia Creation of a Nation, there was no pause and <clears throat> you were running. You were oh, running. Uh, yes, when Sir JJ mentioned real time, you mean we are playing re- real time, not building mm. real time. Mm-hmm. Can you even imagine if <clears throat> oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> in real time? <laughs> No, yeah, uh, you had to you had to wait for something to be built in real time. You'd have to wait what like ten um, years, months <laughs> for a building to be done. Oh my goodness! For a building to be done. Yeah, because I played a similar game like this, but mm. it's turn based. Uh, oh, if turn-based. you have, uh, if you're familiar with Deadlock. Mm. It's um, Deadlock. I keep seeing that. Game. I still have to try that out. Uh, Deadlock. Deadlock. Actually, look look like this but Ooh. with the much more um better uh graphics refined graphics. UI. Yeah. i have to check it that out the, um, it has the because uh that's utopia right it looks yes like mm. a, it really looks like a dos game yes with that mm-hmm. luck it's uh more 3.1 windows 3.1 windows already. 3.1 all right I have and to check you that have out. control uh you have a mouse mm. um mouse and keyboard uh, mouse compatibility mm-hmm. so you can um, play uh, efficiently I have to check that out I keep seeing I keep seeing the the game being posted I'm not even sure if it's on GOG on yeah on that one Dog. Yeah. oh it is all right I'll have to check that out I think I might have it on my library if it is and if it is if it looks like utopia creation of a nation and if it plays like it oh there it is uh, it's being shown right now it does certainly does look like it I might give it a try yeah all right definitely Uh, D- Dave Scott on, on the on the chat says, uh, "How about Death Stranding? You're basically building infrastructures across wasteland. I have to try that out, uh, Dave. It's one of the games that became free, if I remember correctly, on Epic Games. Or I could be wrong. If it's yes. not on Epic Games, it could also Epic be on 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 EA Play. I could be wrong on that one. But I'll have to give it a try. If it's got city building aspects to it, I'll I'll give it a shot. And Daniel Dignadisi of Dandice Gaming says, "Yo, timeless gamers. Hello, Daz. Great to see you. Thanks very much for dropping by. Very very happy that." here dan dice is a very good friend of ours he is one of our loyal followers and thanks very much dad for showing up oh there you go and yeah. we have uh the footage of of uh dead stranding right now uh, it does certainly it certainly does look like it's got um, um on this on this footage is trying to build a bridge mm-hmm. from this spot to the other side of that river mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, I mean, that, that like it, like I mentioned before, one of the one of the defining aspects of city builders is that you're usually from the point of view of of the over overhead point of view, and it's very rare that you see people you, you see building, uh, you see a city builder where you are building from the from the ground level, and if it has it, if Death Stranding has it. I might give it a shot. I'll, I'll give it a try. Uh, uh, of course, pending whether my computer is strong enough. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, and of course, trending featuring Mr. Norman Reedus <clears throat> of the uh, Walking Dead. Ah, yeah. Look what is right there. It, it is so easy building it with I don't know um, mm. laser technology building bridges. Nano machine. Guys. That's how we, yeah. that, that's how they do it in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how go. you do it with Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Of course. <laughs> I mean Hideo Kojima, you know. Alright, Romel Bonsilio in the chats. Romel Bonsilio, Core Gundam plays. Hello Romel, it's nice to see you. He says, Good evening, TG fam. Thanks very much, Romel. Very, very happy that you're here. And he says, Norman Reed is a player <laughs> supremacy. Let's go. <laughs> no Norman. <laughs> There you we go. had a lot of Norman Reedus fans. Mm, I, I'm actually also a fan, I would I say. Did I hear correctly? That, uh, the side sidebar. Did I hear correctly that he's going to be starring in a new series as Norman Reedus? It's a spin-off, uh, of, it's a spin-off of its own, yeah. Oh, it's a spin-off of cool. Walking Dead, but he's the main guy. Oh, it's actually finished already the, the first season. Oh, it is. Oh, I'll have yeah. to check that out. I'm so I'm so behind with pop culture nowadays. What can I say? Uh, anyway, as a retro guy, it's yeah. weird. Ain't, ain't the character of Norman Reedus just a uh, just a TV made character, not originally from the comics? I believe That's so. True. I mean, I do recall reading a I few epi- a few issues of the Nor- Walking Dead comic, and I don't recall coming across his character. His character not really there. Part. I mean, as far as I know. Mm. This is uh, the uh, the deputy is just you know it's just at in the, oh. in the show not necessarily in the comics. That's funny thing. Sidebar. Sometimes, yeah, sidebar. Sometimes <laughs> even even the even sometimes the unplanned becomes the most popular part of the show or the video True. game. Mm. All right, so back to you, Miss Eileen. So, uh, how about you, Sir JDM? Uh, I know you're not um, much into city builders, but what were your experiences with um, city builders on which platforms? Um, I have only played uh, PC on PC and on PS1 because that's where I played um, constructor on the mm. PS1. <laughs> and it's that really was... hard to see because I have the I got the um, the PAL version and it doesn't really like scale. Um, properly on our TV, I don't see the the those um, descriptions below because it it gets cut by the in the screen. So I just did this. I just built this. Then that's it. I I, I didn't really on understand the game back. It was ported to on the PS One for the PS. Ah, there you go. Uh, but I think it was a. Uh, Windows 95. Yeah, it was a Windows game. Yeah. This one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it certainly one. looks intriguing. I I keep getting that game in all the platforms in PlayStation One or on on PC. I, it, it's even sitting here right here on my GOG account, but I never get the chance to play it. It looks intriguing, and it uh, it sounds like it might be fun because of the fact that you know you're building a city, but you've got 
you know, the, the, the mafia breathing down your neck. <laughs> did you, did you, did, is it because that you took out a loan from them and they're monitoring where their money is going? Is that what, is that? Yeah, the about that. Well, yeah. Why, why, why is the mafia up your ass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you yeah, actually are, have. Are, are they supplying you the stuff? Are, are they funding you or? Yeah. It's let, more let, like uh, territories. That's so territory. you can actually have um, enemies uh, on this game. Uh-huh. So you you can have your own mobs and they have their own. So mm. you can attack the other, not really the other city family. but more in region. Uh-huh. Yes, the other families. The you other can attack family. the other family, so you can like. Uh, oh, so, so, really so, conquer, so, you're but, building, so you're building a mafia city. Yes, a, it's a mafia. Like yeah. Yeah. Somehow like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're and you're and you're the innocent constra- uh you know um, contractor. Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess I'm <laughs> building this city for the mob. Then <laughs> yeah. so this game is actually so much maybe. fun, but it's so difficult. Even and at easy lose, level. If you lose their money, do they do, do they make you sleep with the fishes? Is that what happens? <laughs> oh no! I mean, <laughs> what, what, whatever hole you're digging, they're they're gonna put you down here. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just see the game over. The game over cutscene and yeah oh my goodness yeah. okay that, that, <laughs> that sounds that doesn't sound ominous at all <laughs> but because yeah, it, it involves like, it involves a grave and the cement and oh, oh my gosh yeah you, yeah you, you you have to wear cement shoes and you go sleep with the fishes yeah pretty much it, it's, yeah. it certainly does look intriguing I would definitely give this a go um, although I do hear according to according to JDM that, that the PS1 graphics aren't up to snuff though because of the fact that I'm imagining that it's very blocky uh, JDM for PlayStation 1 uh, maybe because uh, uh, I was playing the PAL version mm-hmm. and The why? Why you, you, you didn't realize the... you need to adjust your screen? Yeah. Okay, there you. That's probably no, it. There was also no option to adjust the screen. Ah, okay. Well, okay. That thing uh, with, with all televisions, because you know, um, as in as in the Philippines, it's just NTSC automatic, like a four point three. So, so and 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 at that time when when the old televisions uh, during the uh, during the early nineties. There's no, uh, there's no setting to automat uh, to even change the um, the aspect ratio or the resolution of, the, of your television. Not mm-hmm. until when the uh, when the LED flat screens were introduced. Mm-hmm. So, it, so, so depending on uh, which country you live back in the early 90s. So, so if you live in the if you live in the U.S. or mm-hmm. if you live in, in Asia, chances are it's just four point uh, hertz. Go to mm-hmm. Europe. It's always 50. Mm. 50. Their, televisions are, their televisions are built different. And sometimes the color doesn't come out right. Yes. When, uh, or worst uh, case, you, the screen will be grayscale. Mm. We're drawing shade to Sir Dan. Sir Dan's TV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, TV Oh, we'd like to acknowledge in the chats though, uh, Mr. Errol Sim, who says Sim City been again a classmate through floppy. Yeah, that is a lot of the lot of how old games got transmitted way back when. We exchanged floppy disks and not yeah. the the hard floppy disks, the 3.5 yeah. ones either. We're talking about the the five and one fourth ones, the floppy, really floppy, floppy disks, the ones that you, if if you looked at it wrong, you'd get bad sectors on it already. So yeah. and <laughs> you'd be very had to be very very careful with it. And we're going to revive those. Ah, yeah. And that's, that's also and the, why they um, invented the word shareware. 
And we'd also, like to say, we'd also like to say hi to Baruna Royka, Gami Tagli on Twitch. <laughs> Very happy that you're here again, Gami. So happy that our regulars are here. Let's not forget everybody here, not just here in the panel, but also in the chats. We listen to everything you say. So if you guys want to put in whatever opinion you have about city builders or almost anything under the sun, we'll be very glad, except for what Dan put up a little bit earlier to read it out onto <laughs> the Shareware games are basically politically correct term for pirated games. Yes, yes. <laughs> but they found a way to spin it so that you shared it it's legally. Shareware. Yeah, it's right. shareware. You know, yeah. what can I say? Uh, the 80s and the 90s they were they were breeding grounds for innovation that was our that was our time back in the back in retro all right back to you Ms. Eileen so uh, uh, by the way sharers like were like demos because mm. if it's multi-level games you get like the first stage and they would say mail in your order to address PO box blah 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 and pay 299 something like that yes so I guess we're really old remembering those types and the garbage can next door <laughs> I mean, you you would they would also be shared through all uh, BBS uh, boards, bulletin boards, and you know, uh, um, uh, what do you call that? MIRC and things like that. So yes, yeah, those. Oh my god, MIRC. Yeah. And Gabi Tag. That's how I get my anime before. Oh, there you go. Precisely. And Gabi Tag says, at least it has a cover art printed. Yep. Very true. At true. least it still had the cover art. Mm. Not like when you went to Brasheri, all you got was the discs and maybe a photocopies of your old, you know, manuals. Anyway, continue. Okay. Uh, how about Sergio? I know you're not uh, a player of City Builders and you found a way to look for a G- JRPG with oh, yeah. um, City Builder Elements. Which platform was I, it? I found a way, you know, shareware. <laughs> sure. I, I, have, I have some sharewares too. <laughs> now, um, uh, like I mentioned before, the earliest recollection that I had was uh, was a PS One with the three uh, with the three kingdoms. But um, uh, lately, for the uh, lately for for this episode, I did play a glimpse of it. Well, for well, as far as as far as time would let me, Arc Riser for the S, uh, for the SNES Super Nintendo and uh, Dark Cloud One. For the PlayStation 2, yes. uh, be, uh, well, I only played enough just to, uh, just so I can rant about what I like and what I didn't like anyway. But more on that later. Yeah. So maybe people in the chat are wondering why I'm asking which platforms we played them on. So maybe as we discuss our games, we could um, say why we like them on that particular platform. Because personally, for me, I like PC gaming better because you have the keyboard and the mouse. So um, more on that, more on that later. So let's PC move on master to race. PC master yeah. race. Mobile, hashtag mobile gaming overlords. There you go. <laughs> All right, continue, Miss Eileen. Continue. So on, on to the games. Um, um, maybe let's go to Sir JDM first. His pick mm. before we move on to our uh, own picks. Mm, Sir good. JDM, what would be your uh, picks for our city builders? For me, it's going to be um, Settlers Two for mm. the PC. Nice choice. Very good choice. I'm not sure if it was 96 or 97 because uh, the first time I heard of it, I, I found it in a demo disc from the Ultra Game Players magazine that mm. I got in 1998. And I started playing it and I think that's the early... Um, 
one of the earliest um, uh, city building games that I played. Yeah, that Des- one. Yeah, describe it for us, JDM. Mm-hmm. Describe Settlers 2. So, Settlers 2 is a um, city building game. Uh, it It's mid- somehow medieval uh, fashioned and mm-hmm. the game is much more in the logistic side of the city building uh, genre so what you can see on the screen for everyone who's in the um, the audio podcast uh, you can see these different types of buildings and in between them you have those um, roads that mm-hmm. you create where those um, workers will be using to transport their goods uh, for example the stones and the wood uh, it's not Uh, like the typical strategy game like Civilizations where it um, it's well balanced you have ec- uh, economy you have your um, military units this one is more on the logis- uh, logistics and econ- economic side of things mm-hmm. so you need to spread out your territory with these buildings and uh You draw the road manually or uh, automatically or manually. Um, you need to um, watch for the terrain, and you need to um, you need to build those buildings on those terrain that will ben- uh, benefit the production. For example, this wood you need to um, build it near the woodlands, or you also have these um, like farms uh-huh. in the prairies, or and these my those stones you can build mines near the mountains. So this is m- more on a uh, as I've said more on the logic logistic side of the genre. So the, it's not. You have these military aspects as well, but it's not. Um, it's quite different from the other strategy games that uh, we have gone to learn. So this is, I think, the earliest um, city building game that I have played before I play those other games like uh, Sim City because I didn't know about those games back then, early in the 90s. So and. It's quite relaxing to see those people um, walking around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's um, uh, if you see other games, there's no animation when they're stationary or they don't uh, like stroll around. Mm-hmm. Or in Actually, I prefer games. games like a city building games like this, like with actual people moving around because mm-hmm. that's how you know they're doing their shit. Because they, <laughs> that, that's how you know they're doing the actual constructing. Mm, very true. If you zoom in close, you can actually see them carrying those stuff. Which um, in SimCity we we only see like ants <laughs> that are walking in the street. Yes. And I think of course uh, that's because of uh, the limitations of the DOS games before. Mm. And this one is um, mid. Already mid or late 90s, so the graphics is better. So they maximized the graphics and added those little um, characters here and there. 
And yeah, so that is uh, Settlers. You all, you have um, different modes in the game. You can play the campaign. I haven't really played the campaign yet mm-hmm. because I like to do the free building stuff. Sorry, mm. uh, uh, I'm sorry to interject. Um, so I'm pausing the footage here. What mm-hmm. what what is this? I'm looking at. There, there are a lot of flags. What is this? Flags, flags, hammers, picks, pick axes. Um, what is this? Some yeah, houses. Uh, those yep, those yellow bits and pieces in there. Ah, uh, those what, flags what are. They're like waypoints if you're into uh, those strategy games like uh, Red Alert 2, mm-hmm. where you can place like uh, waypoints where to to direct where the um, where your units need to be. Mm-hmm. So ah, it's so like you, their guide. Me... It's like their DP- GPS. So those flags are that's where you can place those roads from one building to another then mm. you can also the de- uh, see these little uh, tiny buildings here icons that's where you can build those buildings ah so, so they, those only... are potential potential buildings yeah. that you can build and the the flags are where your units can travel to yeah. you can you can assign them to go to i see i see okay it's very different from like i said utopia creation of a nation you don't see the people moving around the roads in this case in settlers you definitely do see them moving around you definitely see them you know going about their daily business carrying logs carrying their supplies and things like that it's 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 very it's very detailed and it's um, you can see the progress of technology and and just, I, can, just... I can see there's this like a blue barricade what is this mm. is that the perimeter Yes. That yeah, yeah. That's that's the boundary of your territories. Mm-hmm. You can ah. go outside once you reach the like the um, borders. Mm-hmm. So you can go to other. Territories. But this, but the blue bar, but the blue barricades are basically the 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 extent of your influence, where you can build, mm-hmm. how far you can build. Ah, I right, see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. Oh. And okay. they even have the. Uh, tenth, uh, tenth year anniversary of this. Uh, I saw that in mm-hmm. ni- two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. It's the same game. Okay. It's like a remastered. You have now the um, the true three D uh, experience of this game. Oh, very cool. I and bet. if you if you notice, it looks this. These walking guys are, looks like lemmings if you have played lemmings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Games, right? It does remind me a little bit, yeah. Yeah, if you look at them, they look like lemmings. And mm. then uh, I think that's why they call it settlers. So you can see mm. the settlers moving around. I see. Okay. Well, it's very cool. Is there is no combat aspect to this? Is there, JDM? Uh, uh, there, there's still, uh, uh, there's still a combat system, but... Mm. You can't really control them. You just uh, uh, what I mean is that mm-hmm. you can't control them like you mm-hmm. can, uh, like you do in Red Alert Two. I um, see. You can only click on the unit, then go to this territory. Then there's oh. like battle. Um, speaking of units or JDM, so I'm stopping the footage again on this activity mm-hmm. window. So there's geolo- there are geologists and scouts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what are their functions? So these people, they try to, um, they're like your guide to 
um, for you to learn which um, building is uh, like much more compatible on that uh, part of the terrain. So basically, the, the geologist is, tells you yeah. how how best to optimize your resources. Yeah. Is that it? Ah, but, it, okay. but it, it it doesn't mean that you have to um, uh, you have to heed his advice mm-hmm. on what building should be placed in there. Okay, it's just um, trying uh, to recommend or suggest uh, oh, you, like no, a deficient uh, way. You, you shouldn't be building somewhere there in the caves, but you know what do I know? I'm just a geologist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just here to recommend. You know, if, if you want to if you want to build your your uh, your greenhouse inside of a cave, that's perfectly fine. It's your right. You know, <laughs> what do I know, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, you're using scout. Oh, uh, there are wild uh, wild animals over there. But mm. you know, if you wanna, if you want to build your livestock garden there, sure, why not? What yeah, do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got paid anyway, so whatever. I got paid. <laughs> sure. I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine those little people really thinking that you know, like I got paid anyway. Whatever, man. <laughs> So, at what's what we said earlier, it's really the freedom that makes fun. City uh, mm. uh, games of this genre is uh, like so. It, you really have the freedom to do the things that you would like. Yes, within within the parameters of the game, as long as the game does it does not set a hard limit. Now you can't build here, you can't mm. go there. As long as you are, as long as you can do it in the game, you are allowed to. Yeah. You can see what happens. Oh, you, 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 you really are drawing the roads. What the hell? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can manually you can manually uh, draw the roads. Yeah, and mm. what I like about this game is, uh, as much as I love to play this uh mm. for hours it's it's really relaxing to watch other people play it like mm. um what's his name gamer zach uh, mm. he did a playthrough of this he, last just last year and i have fun watching him i i even uh i shared my experiences with the game in mm. the so you know what i can and... I can i can see myself watching this kind of playthroughs and i'll i'll be cussing everything that he does <laughs> why why are you putting it there why are you building it there well yeah, it's... the one advantage though of watching a city builder is that you don't experience vertigo a lot of people who play who watch um first person shooter games watch people play games like i, I hate that. or yeah you can they, they actually experience a lot of vertigo because their brain want them to go one direction and the player goes a different direction so it's like your brain has to go has to go in two different directions it's really hard whereas if you're watching a city builder game there's no such thing as vertigo you it's it's an overhead view usually and you're just watching you're just watching the player make choices of course you might not agree with the choices but at least you can it doesn't cause you vertigo <laughs> hey by the way i would like to um Give a shout out to Otako Sama who said he played he or she played the Settlers too. Hey, Otako Sama too. Uh, Otako Sama, thank you I very much I'm not for being the only here one who's playing Settlers too. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's the Settlers too. Uh, like I said, like you said, it's already been the 10th anniversary edition. It's popular enough to merit a remaster or, or um, a remake. So um, there is there there are people like us who like who like doing who like doing city builder games. All right, very cool. 
Any uh, what is is there a second choice for your game, JDM? Uh, second choice, it would Jake be... Bellman says, your choice, your music, mix. Very true, very true. Oh, whatever, how mix? Is mix still around? Is mix TV yeah, still up? No more. Yeah, I think it's still around. It's still, it's, it's, it's still there. And Ooh. like MTV, they're also showing movies sometimes. Oh, Not music. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, come on, MTV, bring back music videos. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, last time I saw MTV, it was showing nothing but uh, reality, the reality TV. TV. Reality yeah. TV. Like, oh. They, they, they had reality TV. Just give me Beavis and Butthead and Daria. I'm good. I mean, yeah. Nowadays, uh, it, mostly it's the streaming channels that play music videos like Bevo TV or something. Anyway, uh, continue, JDM. So, second game for me, it's going to be Deadlock to uh, Shrine mm. Wars for oh, there you go. the PC as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Windows 95 back nice. in 96 or 97. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the games that I played on the demo disc that I got from Ultra Game Players in <laughs> back in March 1998. And mm-hmm. I... Uh, Dead, I Deadlock played... to Shrine Wars, is that it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Accolade. Mm-hmm, Accolade, Accolade and okay. Cyberlore, if I remember correctly. I think it's Cyberlore. Mm. So in Deadlock 2, just like uh, what was shown earlier, Utopia, it's um, it's it's like it's a strategy game, but it's turn-based. Oh, uh, okay. It's city. It's somehow of a, a city building and. Because ah, you have it certainly to, does uh, look like a utopia yeah. creation yeah. of a nation. But it, I'm is, definitely gonna have to play this. This one is um, like futuristic, mm. and also uh, it's city building. It's also like uh, like settlers. It's uh, you're trying to expand your territory as well. But mm-hmm. first, you need to build your cities first. So here you see the hydroponic farm. It, we have the hydroponic farm as well. Oh, Yay. I didn't realize you can use Aquaman to be your builder. What <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman? A lot of Aquaman. A lot of Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> representing the, 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 uh, the orange and green. Yeah, this gives that, XCOM vibes for me. XCOM, yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, That's XCOM. true. And I think in this video, it's showing the the human. Uh, race here because you have several kinds of races oh. you have the tarth who looks like um large uh really large red monsters that resembles a dog mm-hmm. they're like gnolls in dungeons and dragons gnolls yeah and, yeah and the other ones you have the chichit that they're like the ant they mm-hmm. look like ants anthropomorphic ants Okay. And you also have the Mog, those, um, you have aliens here, uh, mm. those one of the uh, alien races here, mm-hmm. and they're good with uh, metallurgy, uh, metals and minerals. Mm-hmm. So each race has a different specialty. Um, specialty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going back to the city building um, elements, you can build 
uh, housing, housing complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also build those um, buildings that provide or gather uh, resources. Like mm-hmm. uh, first, you can only um, dig up uh, iron. Then you can also build these uh, factories to manufacture those mm-hmm. iron and turn them to steel. Then they also got uh, if you uh, if you have money, mm-hmm. you can do some advanced um, factories that can manufacture iron oh. to um, endurium. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the endurium. Yeah, mm-hmm. and tritium that's the most valuable metal that you can get from iron because they're trying to process the the iron into different um, valuable metals mm-hmm. so tritium is the most valuable valuable um, uh, metal resources here that you can use to build advanced buildings and mm-hmm. military units as well mm-hmm. so Yeah, for the for the for those of the audio in the audio portion of the podcast, you if you are, I'm describing what I'm seeing right now. It's basically a 3D isometric point of view from mm-hmm. uh, from looking down onto a city, and you are. It's much like uh, Utopia: Creation of a Nation. It seems to be a futuristic um, city builder game where it's not even located on Earth anymore. It's from a different. It's on a different planet, and it looks like you are building according to territory. All the all the uh, all these futuristic. Um, oh, there you go. We have an invasion of of uh, the yeah. enemy. I'm imagining they're they're doing battle against your city, and I guess it's up to you on how well your defenses were laid out for you to be able to fend them off. Uh, I would say this looks like a spiritual sequel, definitely JDM to yeah. Utopia: Creation of a Nation. I would definitely play this and. And the, the the fact that you're not just playing the humans, you're you can actually play different species, and mm-hmm. you can play them as different. Diff, uh, you can play them, you know, with their different adva- with advantages and disadvantages. I'm imagining it's going to be a lot more longevity for somebody like me who is into this kind of thing. So yeah, building cities, building fortifications, building building up your resources, building up your population. One amazing aspect of city builders is that you're not just focused on building your military you have to worry about the money you have to worry about the power you have to worry about the food you have to worry about uh, the defenses you have to worry about how happy your citizens actually are it's 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 a fine balancing act really and it looks like deadlock too uh the shrine wars has it in spades continue jdm and even if uh Because you can build housing lots, there's only a limited um, amount of um, people that can live in one territory. So mm-hmm. I think it's around like five thousand per territory, depending oh. on the uh, depending on the territory. Because there sometimes there are uh, stones or like a wasteland, mm-hmm. uh, one uh, one square of wasteland. So mm-hmm. you can only build. Uh, you can only have like Uh, four thousand five hundred, depending mm. on the number of the um, unused uh, grid. Uh-huh. So, also you have those. Um, yeah, you have taxes to mm. take care of as well, okay. and make sure that the settlers are have enough food because some they will rage. Uh, uh, they will uh, like to. 
uh, they will uh, they will protest that they don't have any food or even if you go to the black market mm-hmm. you started um, dealing with the black uh, people from the black market they will mm-hmm. get um, like those uh, rumors or scandals mm-hmm. going on on the next turn uh, some of them will become uh, inactive mm-hmm. they will go home and leave the building shut especially your um, your farms mm-hmm. so there will be no food so you have to get a mind of that and I think the only time that you will get Um, bad rumors from dealing with the black market is with, when you're playing as humans because they're prone they're much prone to scandals and of course we are those of course yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 a national pastime it's it's a species pastime yeah <laughs> it's the folly of being human it's the, it's human nature yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, it's it's, or in 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 Filipino parlance it's called chismis yeah yes. you have the marites yes the marites Marites. Marites. Exactly. There yeah, you go. So, so uh, pardon me to interject, but one one mm. of the things that turns me off with city mm-hmm. building games, especially with, yeah. with the new ones, mm-hmm. there are a lot of tabs. There are a mm. lot of icons mm-hmm. in. Like I'm looking. I'm, I'm freezing the. I'm freezing <laughs> the right now. What yeah. the hell are all of this? Uh, I, I can uh, see uh, metal beams. I can see coins. Mm. I can see uh, logs, rolls of wood. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing, Joy. And, and think of it this way: each one is essentially a stat for your uh, for your city. Think, I, I liken it to like every again. I'm harkening back to the beginning of our video. Every city is basically a character. Every city is basically a um, a character that you build the stats to. So if your character and resources too. So the resources are basically your coinage and the stats. Of the city is basically how strong it is. If your stat is running low on a particular one, like power, then you're not your electric power. Then your city won't be able to run with enough energy for for that particular for your particular co- um, cause. If you want, need a certain amount of power for you to be able to operate the, the city efficiently, if you don't have enough of it, then you're gonna have rolling blackouts and your productivity is, is going to be affected. So things like is, that. This is where the red alert to Yes, um, mm-hmm. aspect kicking in. Yes, so, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you get your money from this? Uh, because mining. in alert, you, you have ores and you, you mine your ores. So yes, mine, mine your ores. Sometimes uh, you also do uh, commerce with different uh, different cities. So how, how, how do you get your cash? In this game, you can get money by. Um, not sure if it's showing here. Ah, you see that one that looked like an airport. It's. Actually, yes. an airport or mm-hmm. an air force base that mm-hmm. you can, yeah. uh, because uh, in one building, for example, like this, a production building like the factory and the airport, mm-hmm. there's a pool there that you can put people into. Mm-hmm. Um, they do different functions. They can um, they can do uh, sell parts or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, That's how you got uh, gather money. You can mm-hmm. put um, people in there to work uh, to sell things. You can also uh, place them in a pool where they could build uh, military units. There's mm-hmm. also buildings like the museum that you can put people to 
boost your morale for the next turn. Mm-hmm. Ah, and so every building has their has their own purpose. Yes. So, they, uh, right. so one building they have different um, uh, they have different things that you can do. Hmm. So you have also hospitals that also boost your morale, your mm-hmm. people's morale. Yes. And there's also building that you can train your uh, military units. Hmm. And uh, what are ah uh, uh, there's also uh, like a tech club that you can um, the tech club has two purposes. You can mm-hmm. research. Uh, you see that. Uh, one there which says ion weapons that's mm-hmm. the technology bar okay so it, when so you you've got a tech a research, tree yeah mm-hmm. you, you've got, got a tech, tech tree, tree basically okay that's yeah. cool so basically you're researching a particular technology and it's your way of leveling up your character shall we say uh, for, mm. for your for that particular so you can get the next technology Yes, to to, uh, to the, the, increase your stats. Yeah, there's even a technology here that you can to ti- you can do time dilation if you get Ooh. it to the like the edge of the tech tree. Okay, which gives you like a hundred or five hundred of res- all research uh, mm. uh, resources every okay. turn. <laughs> because it's like that they can see the future and mm-hmm. uh, you can travel in the future and get resources mm-hmm. on the next turn something like that yeah. uh, the spice must flow what can i say <laughs> very cool so that's it uh, dan faulkner says deadlock 2 looks very cool only five five pounds on steam i'm nabbing that well there you go jdm you've made a sale <laughs> okay yes. and uh, let's see <laughs> somebody uh, in the chats we also have jake belmont who says uh, ang rentahan dati ng Win95 50 pesos non 50 per hour he says uh, Windows 95 computers back then were rented at 50 pesos per hour that's kind of that's kind of steep but you know with the yes. gameplay that the, that you become uh, that becomes available it's a really good it's a really good deal and he says Battle Realms lang naabutan ko Battle Realms is a real time strategy game that he got to play back then really really good game if anybody's interested for in real time strategy um Fighting games, uh, not fighting games, uh, uh, conflict games, you know, Battle Realms is also a good one. All right, nice, very cool. Good choices, JDM, good choices. I'm definitely, I have Deadlock sitting in my library. I'll have to give both of them a try Deadlock 1 and Deadlock 2. All right. Well, thank All you, right. sir, JDM. Those are really nice picks. I was looking at JoJo's team wherever I can find them, wishlisted yeah. those games already. <laughs> they look really appealing. As I tell you, the first one, the Settlers. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the animation. Uh, and that's the thing about that's the thing about this that's the thing about this show basically we learn about all of these amazing games when we start wishlisting games on our on our on our on our markets and we start buying them whenever they go on sale we're basically selling to each other yes. <laughs> so when you hear my keyboard clack cranking yeah i know yeah miss eileen is already putting it on her wish list uh, although to answer your question joe there's a lot of tabs for city builders because of the fact that we love to maintain, we love to have access to all the information, uh, as much information as possible at any given time for city builders. Because at any moment, sometimes when it's a real-time city builder, you have no chance to stop 
uh, the game for you to look over the spreadsheet. You have to be able to be click on something and learn. All right, we're running low on this resource, or all right, we're, uh, we're we need to. Uh, people are asking for this particular building to be done already, like a, like a like a, a children's crash or or uh, or uh, um, an entertainment dome, something like that. So and, people, uh, yeah. And, and that is the thing. Well, well, that that's a good that's a good way to uh, to look at it. But um, one of the things that I didn't like even mm. before yeah. uh, with the earlier games, sometimes they're just icons. Yes. And unlike the later games, when you when you when you highlight these icons, there's an explanation of what they are. The mouse overs. Okay. But if you if you have the mouse clicker on it, mm. but so, on some of the console games, they don't even have that. So it's just okay. What what the hell is this for? Yeah. What do? What does this tab do? Mm-hmm. So um, and speaking of those, what the hell should I go? Where the hell do? Uh, where the hell should I go? What the hell yes. do I do? Mm-hmm. And since Sir Dan is there, mm-hmm. why not just show his uh, his game of choice for this episode? Oh, which is yeah, which is Actriser. Actriser, uh, yes, Actriser, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, let's ha- go with Dan real quick. Yeah, let's have a listen to Dan's choice. Hello, Timeless Gamer Crew. Thank you for having me on the show again. We're going to talk about my choice of sim games, um, and it's going to be from the Super Nintendo. This one, um, it's Actraiser. Uh, it's a night. Well, it was released in 1990 in Japan. Um, but we didn't actually get it in, in Europe until 1993. Uh, now, I was quite lucky that uh, I'd got quite a, a few contacts and friends that could get imported goods. So I, I actually got this pretty much at the uh, like about a month after its release. So um, I got to play it earlier. Obviously, it was the Japanese version. And uh, the Japanese version, I mean, this is a game with a lot of text. But even though it's got a lot of text... Um, it, I still, I still um, managed to work my way around it. I didn't have, you know, I couldn't read the instruction booklets. Um, there were no online tips or anything. It was just a case of experimenting. So it's quite an intuitive game in that respect, um, uh, and I loved it. I, I really did love it. I mean, it's 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 a curious blend of genres anyway. When when we say it's a it's a sim, um, it's actually half action platforming uh, and half god sim game, and uh, when you finish it, you can play it as just a pure platformer, so you, or action platformer, sorry. So it, it removes all the uh, god sim elements, um, but you know the meat and potatoes, the, the the bigger chunk of the game is is the god sim elements, and they're all done really really well as well. You don't control um, your, your 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 people and and what they build and that directly like you would in a lot of other games like SimCity. Um, in this, you you more influence them, you know, like like I suppose a a, a god would um, in many ways. And um, basically, what you do is is you, you guide them to different areas of your map. Um, and as you're doing that, you unleash various miracles um, that can be anything from like lightning to to winds to earthquakes. You know what I mean? Like stuff like you know, if the, if the windmills aren't moving. You, you, you chuck a gust of wind about and, and that keeps you, your people happy and producing. Um, you also control a little angel who, who goes around protecting them, killing all nasty demons. So it's a really curious um, uh, blend of genres and it's it's really unique. It really is. And it, it's fantastic. It works 
it works really great for for um, you know for something that's so outlandish. And as, as a young lad, I remember like kind of being blown away. This, I mean, this really blew me away. Uh, how different it were. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm a Sega man, um, but this was I. I mean, this is my second super uh, favorite Super Nintendo game of all time, uh, and this was a game which which really um, like kind of made you know made Nintendo a force for me. I, I wasn't into the NES. I, 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 it didn't grab me at all. There were never any Nintendo. You know, well, many Nintendo machines in the arcades. You got Punch Out. You know, you might see see um, a Mario machine, but you know they were they were they weren't relevant really in an arcade sense. Um, and and this is this is one of the games. This and Super Mario World kind of put Nintendo on the map for me. And uh, it's, a, it's for me. It's actually a really big shame that uh, the Super Nintendo didn't have more games like this. When I got my Super Nintendo and I got this game, I this were like wow. You know, this this blew me away, and I was I was like, if you know, if, I, I, if, when people talk about Super Nintendo versus Mega Drive, I think had the Super Nintendo had more games like this on it, I'd, I'd have been as much as, as a Super Nintendo fan. But unfortunately, it kind of it kind of went a different path. It went it went back to its more kiddie roots, really. But Outrage itself is just um, a really fantastically superbly crafted game. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's um it's just so polished. It's so playable. It's so well paced. Um, and when I did finally get to play it in English, the story is actually really good as well. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a um, a standout story like by epic in, in, ter- in epic terms, but a lot of good. It's got a lot of good story beats. It's got a lot. It's got quite a few emotional story beats in there, which I was really surprised about. Like I say I've, I've been already finished it many times on the in, in the Japanese version. Um, when I played the English version, it, that kind of added another layer that blew me away. Uh, the action's great. The action is the, the platforming sections are fantastic. So it's really good they're in there. They really add some more dynamics to the um, to the game itself. And each each platforming section and each godsim section has, a, has its own theme. Like one of my favourites is one called Blood Pool, uh, and it's got like a horror theme. And it's just it's it's, it's just really creative and really interesting. Um, and it's also got the man, the, the the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Yuzo Koshiro, um, who did the um, who did the music for this. Uh, and as Sega fans will know, Yuzo did a lot of uh, a lot of Sega games, such as you know, Revenge of Shinobi, and he's, he's, he's just a you know, he's, he's a master worker. He's the Streets of Rage man. He, you know, he's the boy. He's the boy. Uh, and he did the soundtrack for this, and the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. It's probably one of Yuzo's best, to be fair. It's prob- I probably have it in my top three Yuzo tracks, to be honest. I think it's a, I think it's an absolute belter. Um, definitely, you know, Revenge of Shinobi and Streets Rage One might 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 pip it, but it is an amazing soundtrack. Um, it's got some fantastic boss fights. It's got really great boss fights, and that kind of blew me away as well because I'm like, I'm getting all this great action in. Uh, what is essentially a, a god sim uh, game, you know what I mean? And, and, and building these, it was so satisfying building these civilizations and then going and killing yourself, the the the, the bad guys who were who were trying to destroy him. So it just it's just an epic game, really. It really, really is. And what something else that's pretty amazing about it. I mean, it, it's a really early Super Nintendo game. It's graphically fantastic. Um, and it's barely got any salt slowdown, which is amazing for a Super Nintendo game that's that's gr- so graphically impressive. 
the, um, the the only time you really experience slowdown is when you use some of the magics. There's one particular um, asteroid stroke star magic, uh, and that slows everything down. But that actually feels in context with the event. It feels like a bit of a slow mo moment, so I can forgive that quite easily. Um, so it, it, I would I would definitely recommend checking this game out. Um, it did get a remake. Uh, the remakes total shit. I, I would totally avoid it. Um, they totally mess up the you know they add, they add extra four defense elements and they totally mess up the game's balance entirely. And um, I don't think I think it was garbage. I think the, uh, the combat's not as it, they add more to the combat, but it just doesn't flow as well. It's not as it's not a, cha a challenging. I mean, it's not it's not a particularly challenging game. It, you know, I finished it. I finished it in a, one day as a kid, and that was the Japanese version. So you, you'll probably waltz through it yourselves. But it's still a, an amazing experience. And when, and when I say I did finish it in one day, I, did, I literally took the day off school and played it from seven in the morning till twelve at night. And like literally just as it turned midnight, I beat the last boss. And the last boss is absolutely epic. He's a mint boss. But again, he's easy. He's easy to defeat when you know how to defeat him. It's pretty easy. But as a spectacle, he's fantastic. And and it is, it is a bit of a mind blowing game. It's got a wicked boss rush at the end of the game and all, which works really well. Um, and just seeing seeing your your cities evolve in that more influential way watching the people do what they want to do and kind of finding things and discovering for themselves and coming to you as as um as their god is like oh, oh god have we found this weird tablet you know what what do you want us to do here what's the crack it's it's really good and it's really ego boosting you know i like to feel like a god i like to feel like i'm the man and uh um, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? And that's what that's what Outraiser feeds into. So uh, definitely, this is like I say, it's my second favorite Super Nintendo game of all time. It's probably a top ten game of all time for me. It's got an amazing mix of all kinds of stuff. It's top, it pretty much top tier everything. I think if it, I think if it had a, I think the only thing it needs is really is an extra difficulty level. Once you've once you beat it, it would be it would be great to. To just uh, be able to notch it up a, a difficulty and, and 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 play through it again that way, um, but yeah, definitely check this out. Wonderful game. It's it's about her, and uh, yeah, do it. I'm a Well, what can I say? Dan's always got the always got the scoop on really good stuff. Although I do remember him saying that the remake to Razor was not very good. Uh, I, I'm, I had to ask him about this other game that looks like it might be some kind of remake to Razor. It was a game called Soul Seraph. Dan, if you're listening in, you might want to check that out, Soul Seraph. But also the feedback on that one wasn't was kind of iffy. So if, if you guys are interested in that one as well, if you want to check out variations, Razor uh, had a remake. Renaissance, precisely, John. Thanks very much for that one. And Soul Seraph, if I remember correctly. So, uh, Dan, you might want to check that one, that one out. But uh, again, nothing can possibly compare to the originals. And Razor is one of the favorite games of one of my best friends from way back in college. His name is Patrick Ocampo. Pat, uh, your favorite game is being featured right now. All right, back to you, Mr. I Lee. remember, uh, so I got Razor. Mm -hmm. last, um, I think the last uh, I think that was a year ago when I was in the Philippines so so I so I found act razor uh, during the um, uh, the R the RGCP event I saw act razor 
and I didn't even and I I remember Sir uh, Sir Joel mentioning it mentioning it by name and I have no idea what the hell Actraiser was. I just remembered Sir Joel's uh, mentioning uh, mentioning the game, so I bought the game for him. And I said it, it, was, it was only it, it was only selling for like I think a hundred and one thousand eight hundred pesos at the time. I think um, so, uh, so. So so I bought so I, I messaged him said Sir Joel. Agraiser, I think I, I think uh, I think you know this game. It's only it's only one thousand eight hundred pesos. Do you want it? I said, yeah, I want it. Sure, go. So, so, and, so, so. and here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Joss sent it over. <laughs> so so I bought the game for him, and I'm like, of course I want I want to I want to test the game for myself. But I put it in, so I put it on my Super Nintendo, and the angel come comes greeting at me. Right? Um. Uh, and the angel's like, uh, "What do you want to do?" So it showed me all of those tabs, and I'm like, "Okay." Um, it shows me all these tabs, and the angel's not even saying anything on what those tabs were, or um, what what are, what are they for? So I'm like, "Okay." Um, so I pushed this, I pushed one of the tabs, and this flying saucer just hovering around this island. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, am I supposed to la- am I supposed to go somewhere? <laughs> am I supposed to land this thing somewhere? So I tried, right? Mm. So I was ho- so I was hovering this uh, this flying saucer thing. Um, I'm I'm trying different I'm I'm, t- I'm trying different terrains, uh, grasslands, water, even the volcano, mm. anything. Mm. Am I supposed to land this thing so so the game can proceed? I'm like, and the game's not even letting me. I'm like, what the? So what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, why Sergio? Why the Sergio? <laughs> anyway, so um, well, I'm like, so I just toss my arms in the air. I'm like, oh, as long as the game's working, that's fine. Mm. Um, I just give it to Sergio. And then, <laughs> although, uh, that, but the other day, because when we were playing, when we were when we were uh, preparing for this episode. So I downloaded the Archiver. Um, sh- uh, so I shared weird. Yeah, <laughs> <Share> weird. <laughs> yes, so I absolutely. Yes. Into my Vita, and, and I'm saying, okay, maybe I can play Archiver on my Vita during my downtime at work because I'm doing yes. the night shift, right? Mm. So um, for this one hour before I do all of my nursing shit, my nursing mm. class, so I, I was able to play like for an hour. Mm. So the first stage, and I said, "Okay, this time I'm gonna look for a guide. I'm gonna look for a video walkthrough on how to do this." I'm mm. I'm spending that one hour hovering around islands. Okay. Yes. And then and then uh, and then when I saw the and when I saw the uh, the video guide, I'm, that that's all it took. Pretty so, much, yeah. So, uh, all this time I'm I'm playing it wrong, <laughs> and, and, and it's right. At the first um uh the first part of it is just you. Um, I'm guessing this uh, this divine being, this divine uh, biped, uh, uh, adventure person, and it reminds me of a Oh, your voice is uh, going, getting a little low, Joe. I, I think your connection is. Uh, um, uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, the the action, the action platformer aspect of the game reminds me of Castlevania. Yes. Kind of, and then. Uh, and then when I and then when I beat the uh, the first sub boss, then we come around to the the, the city building as uh, the city building elements of the game. 
And I'm like, okay, so there's this angel, all right. And the city build and the and the uh, and the city building aspect of it is is, is also half shooter, half yes. city building. Mm-hmm. Because there's yes. because with city building um, city building games, the way I notice it anyway, there should always be a gimmick. It's mm-hmm. not just about you building stuff. It's not about you building uh, building structures. Yes. There should also something that hinders you on doing it. Mm-hmm. There should be some antagonism. There should yes. be some uh, there should be some struggle of you build on 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 mm-hmm. uh, on, on building uh, on on your building. So yeah. basically, what we saw in the footage, there's this angel mm-hmm. um, that you that you can control. You are shooting monsters around mm-hmm. so that the, uh, the so that the chosen people can mm-hmm. build their town in peace. Yes. Um, so you can so you can assist them on uh, on building their uh, their town in peace. Mm-hmm. So the monsters are there floating around. The white dragon will uh, will be the one responsible on destroying your buildings. Mm-hmm. The black monsters, the black flying monsters, will be responsible on kidnapping your townspeople. Mm-hmm. To prevent you in building your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you, on the other hand, you're controlling the angel. You're manually, uh, you're manually flying around trying to mm-hmm. shoot down these monsters. And at the same time, you're also, uh, you're also trying to, uh, you're trying to build your town. Um, yes. You're, uh, you have the power to summon lightning to destroy mm-hmm. structures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are allowed to, uh, to. Pre- uh, to uh, to force the wind if if uh, if wind is necessary if mm-hmm. there are some marshlands or there are some puddles of water should yes. be dried up mm-hmm. use sunlight uh, excessive sunlight just to dry them out mm-hmm. if there are rocks to be uh, that uh, if there are rocks or there's some uh, some mountains to be splintered over do an earthquake so this is the god uh, this is the godlike simulation powers that you're allowed to Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then choose whatever, uh, and then choose whatever. Uh, and then you're allowed to uh, uh, choose the roads. Uh, what are the waypoints? Are build your uh, build your buildings. And for the and for the buildings, not there's not really amount of variety in there. Hmm. It's just as really. build, mm-hmm. build what. So it's up to you. <laughs> so the times people are just building houses most of mm-hmm. the time. It's either house and they just and they just, and then they build random stuff. It's either it's either a uh, it's either plain field, houses or mansions. That's it. There's not much variety that you can uh, that, that that you're allowed to build in there. I mean, just tell them to build something. Okay, oh, 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 okay, master, we'll be building. <laughs> we'll be building the town. We'll be building our uh, um, uh, the town. Or whatever you say, master. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and um, and of course, there um, you you need, you need to see. Uh, well, uh, so that so that you can build your town in peace, you really need to get rid of those monsters, and the monsters will keep on respawning anyway. So yeah. the best course of action will be getting rid of the source. So there are so there are apparently, um, what Sir Dan didn't mention uh, on his impressions, there are uh, there are usually three or four locations where the monsters are coming from. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you are strong enough, you can send all of your villagers to go to that site uh, to, uh, to go to those uh, to those monster sites, and you can seal them off. Yes, one by one. Mm-hmm. If you can seal them off, the less chances those monsters will stop bothering you. Mm-hmm. And if you're ma- if you manage to seal all of them, and then the game will allow, you, and then the game will then prompt you on going back onto the action platformer. 
side of things to get rid of the boss of that uh, of, of that stage. Once the boss is defeat, uh, there are two bosses uh, on Act One and Act Two. Mm-hmm. So if both bosses have have defeated, and then all of the and all of the land has been uh, has been furnished by you, everything's built. Then that's the time that you're allowed to go to the next town over and start again, rinse and repeat. Yes, pretty much. Anything, anything that, anything, anything that I missed, her, uh, Sir Joel, Sir Dan. I, it's he, he basically covered everything, and I, it's, I guess the the only thing the the only thing that we I'd probably add is the the platforming, the the side scrolling aspects, like the Castlevania type sections. There. Relatively challenging, especially for somebody who like me whose uh, reflexes aren't up to snuff anymore. But they're not brutal. They you can definitely still play through it and have yourself a good time. And and Dan said the storyline is pretty interesting. Actually, it's it, it, thank it, God for so, safe states. <laughs> for safe states, very true, very true. And uh, to to Dan's point that it the storyline is interesting. I have to I have to agree. It's it's more like it, the theological aspect of it is you're basically not to spoil anybody's enjoyment of it, but you know, and the game is what more than 20 years old. If you haven't heard about how the storyline is by this time, then it's your own damn fault. So it's like if you're if you're you're basically a god trying to help your chosen people live their lives and eventually be, gain independence. So that the point is there would come a time where they won't need you anymore. So it, it's it's a nice little question mark as to how how the theology aspect plays into every everyday lives and then you know it's it shows how some people might go a different path than your uh, your theological faith might 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 go it, it it's nice to think about how other people might react to certain uh, divine aspects of how things happen on day to day life and I'd like to say hi to Neil Trinidad of Neil Chills and on our chats good day to everyone Neil it's great to see you very very happy that you're here excellent so hi, yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's uh, like like I said Joe, you covered it really well Dan covered it really well, and he said that he's interested in Soul Seraph, uh, which is uh, which is very similar but has a more emphasis on tower defense elements. Yeah, agreed. So there you go. You might want to check it out, Dan. All right, cool. And I only played this game for an hour, guys. Oh, speaking of which, how did how during that hour that you played it, waiting for your you know for your nursing crap, how did you enjoy it? Then? Um, I almost so I stopped. To where the Minotaur was, so this mm. was stage one, oh, act two. Yes, mm. but um, but for for the most of it, I took most of the time on the uh, on the on the on the simulation on the middle on the city building simulation of it. Yes, because you're not out, you're not really allowed to do all of the god stuff mm-hmm. freely. Right you no. need to defeat a certain amount of monsters to regain your SP, your superpowers. Yes, because um, because you you only you you'll start with fifty SP point uh, super power points, right? And lightning will cost twenty. Yes, sunlight will cost thirty or something like that. So each 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 divine miracle will cost some SP. Mm-hmm. So so every time that you want to level up the terrain, you need to flatten the terrain. You need to get rid of some trees. You need to destroy them with lightning. Mm-hmm. So you, you can only use lightning like once or twice. Beat some monsters to regain your SP and do it again. So um, and you and you really need to make sure. And there's only one angel that you can control. 
the villagers themselves don't don't help you fighting these monsters <laughs> willingly so it's just it's just the angel so you're you're controlling the angel running around right uh, flying around defeating these monsters and at the same time you're also building so you're micromanaging stuff hmm. so um so i took most time uh, so i took most of the hour just doing all of that mm-hmm. but you know um with the with the city uh, with the flat with the platforming aspect of it um because of the vid- video walkthrough that i saw i just breezed through it <laughs> um I, i i know where to go i know which power-ups to get mm. uh, I, i didn't go randomly uh, uh wasting my time or anywhere yeah um safe states of course <laughs> uh safe states are a godsend what can i say yeah, because you really need uh because you really need the hp uh all of the all of the hp that you can get once you reach uh once you reach the boss fight because That's the true. boss fight has three times hp than yours so you That's know true. It's true. Um, it's true. and yeah um although the the platforming the, the, the beating the enemies are not that particular particularly hard i think uh, i think one of the main reasons why they added the platforming after uh, the platforming uh, functions of this is just you know just to break the monotony of the uh, of the of the uh, of the city building uh, the city building elements of it i mean it's not enough that you're uh, that you're also playing a shooter game kind of Mm-hmm. But no, um, tossing some platforming in there, some action platforming in there, so uh, just to give the uh, just to give the the players a, a breather. Yeah. Not yeah, because it- in the in the nineties, you got your platformers and your beat them up. Some right? They they just need to add. They kept it simple. The- Uh, with, uh, with the platforming, with the action platforming, guys, they just kept, they kept, they kept it simple enough, uh, just so that it won't bog you down as well. There's no point of it making it like Castlevania hard, you know, <laughs> or Mega Man, <laughs> or, or Mega Man insanely hard. Sure, Anyways, very sure. That's Dark Riser, SNES. Back to you, Miss I. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Sir Joe and uh, Sir Dan. That's really interesting. Uh, seeing a city builder with platforming aspects as well and it's my first time seeing that kind of city builder that's really interesting mm-hmm. i think i might give it a try sometime like if you're playing it for the first time you're like oh okay action platformer and then oh what, what the hell is this i'm playing another game <laughs> yeah I'm playing, so complete, especially I'm, if you're... i'm playing a completely different game now what the hell is yeah. this, what the hell is this? <laughs> you're about to say JDF. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of a platformer and beat 'em up games, then suddenly you're playing a different game. It's like yes, a, a yes. clickbait for platformer <laughs> into <into-see. laughs> And this is why you think always read the manual, guys. Yes, and they, I think that's a strategy for developers to, um, for players to actually play some different games aside from platformers and beat them it's very true very true it's it's a way to kind of trojan horse uh different genres onto onto different onto <laughs> players way back when you're here used to mario here try this mario like uh game all right you know now you're playing a city builder especially right. <laughs> in 1991 we don't yeah. the internet is not yet commercial So exactly. We don't yeah. um, come, for, uh, come for the action platformer. Stay for mm. the city building aspect. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. I, again, it's a Trojan horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Miss Eileen. So thank, thank you for those. Uh, and for I'm going for my picks. Uh, my first one would be 
if anybody knows this, Simtown. Yes, Simtown. Simtown. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is a 1995 game released by Maxis. So I remember that 90s era when you see the Maxis logo and you know you're in for a good time. So this one has actually a Japanese version on the Super Nintendo called SimCity Junior. That's why I said earlier, SimCity and SimCity Junior is different on the Super Nintendo. So this game is actually targeted more towards children. Mm-hmm. Sim Town. It's much smaller because yeah, it's a town. You can see houses and uh, council buildings. And uh, what's unique in this game is you can actually click on the buildings and there will it will initiate some uh, animation. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure uh, those are houses. It's more on the uh, let's say commercial buildings that uh, the animation happens. Mm-hmm. So like there's a school if there's a seesaw or a swing when you click on it it will move something yeah. like that mm-hmm. so it's appealing to children and then uh, when you click on the houses you can actually see the interiors sometimes oh. you can see the actual residents so they can walk around the town and when mm-hmm. they go home you can see them maybe reading newspapers so it's actually fun seeing your constituents living their lives. Mm-hmm. It's what's amazing with uh, simulation games. We see little people living in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you can actually also click the residents and you can learn about them. Oh. So very individualized. You can see, oh, this is maybe Marie or that's Dan or David or whatever. Then you know who they are. They look different and they have their own personalities. Yeah, it's um, very limited, but it's still fun for a an old game. Uh, with all the details, but the paper um, are coming out right now. Yeah, yes, this they're... this being a Maxis game, they're actually Sims. We're talking about like actual yeah. Sims here, like from True. the game. True. And what do we know? Maybe that's the setting of the game Paperboy. Oh, good. <laughs> Maybe that's the Paperboy there. The one I mean, the heck, yeah. I I wouldn't put it past him. What can I say? Will Wright <laughs> is Will Wright, the developer of The Sims and Sim City and everything, has been a fan of many different game genres. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. So maybe um, what I dislike about this game, uh, mm. well, it's still there. You can see the house on the left behind mm. that. There is like some maybe disrupted ground mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Th- those brown patches. What I don't like with this game is when you bulldoze something, it leaves some debris like that. Oh, and you have okay. to like remove that pixel by pixel. Ah, or okay. It's You can't do what we do with modern games where... You like highlight or group them. It's yes. Here you have to really individually remove those debris. And it's such an eyesore seeing that you know. <laughs> pixel, excuse me, pixel, pixel by pixel. Yes. Seriously? Well, yeah, let's, not let's, like let's, the uh, pixel, but maybe square. Yeah, like yeah, really. tiny little square by tiny little square. I can see it like here. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that in Miss Miss Eileen's uh, um, uh, ADB is activated. Yeah. <laughs> OCD. 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 Sorry about that. O- o- OCD is activated when when she sees debris. I, that's actually a, a pet peeve of mine. No, when you bulldoze, actually, uh, actually, with, with all of the city building games, actually, mm. the city building games are designed for the OCD people. Oh, for the, yeah, that's true. Very true for the OCD people. Very true. Have to admit, it, you, you make a very good point. Yeah. Mm. True. <laughs> oh, by the way, when you see the arcade there, when you click the ball, it, mm. it ball, it actually will move around. 
So oh. I hope you could see um, some animations in this clip, but mm. uh, yeah, yeah, you can depending on the building when you click on it, it will generate animations. Oh, so mm. there is you can actually have your own character. Okay. But you have to choose and choose your uh, look and your favorite things. Mm. Oh, so, oh, sure. You, oh, you, oh, 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 paper boy is there. Yeah, yeah. yeah paper, paper boy is definitely <laughs> there. <Paperboy is> there. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> there. So when um you have customized your character, you will actually have your own house in the game. You cannot pick which one, but you will see your character maybe go inside your home, and it's so amusing. <laughs> I hope other sim games you have your own character and you have your own home, or maybe well, like in Tropical El Presidente, he, he does have. You can own. also type in their yeah. own dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yes. What? Yes, you can. So the NPCs have so, so for the NPCs you can actually uh, you can actually desi- uh, you can actually design their their dialogue. Mm. Oh, not not the NPCs, just yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I thought the NPCs, NPCs, yeah, so it's just just All right. But the NPCs, you can click them and see their personalities, like what you saw earlier with the my favorite things and such. <laughs> uh, what the so hell kind just... of architecture is this? Kind of looks like the Flintstones. <laughs> <kind of. laughs> They're half of like you know the ones in the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are other um, housing structures not seen in this um, clip, but it's no, actually not, very I mean, limited. I mean, do have the footage, Miss I. Sorry, it's so mm-hmm. jarring. Yes, yes, I mean, <laughs> what era is this? Because you can see some of the houses there are built in the 17th century. There are houses that built that kind of look like built in the 80s, and there are yes. some built in, built in the 50s. <laughs> what is this? It's it's not seen there, but there's actually like a triangular futuristic house and there's a traditional Japanese Japanese house and also even a tropical hut tropical <laughs> hut <laughs> for love of uh, a better term one, one well, ranch ranch a burger please because <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's oh, a I miss, hut I, I miss tropical hut for, for, for those of you who don't know tropical hut is a burger joint in the Philippines and they serve amazing hamburgers okay and they're, they're still and there and then they're, they're still, still there. there next time I go back to the Philippines I am eating a tropical hut definitely anyway back to you Miss Eileen <laughs> so there are I kind of forgot what the other modern buildings are so what mm. you see is a duplex a townhouse Oh, uh, what else? Apartment block. And there's is that a Taj Mahal over there? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I forgot what building that is. I think maybe a council building or some sort. Like <laughs> so there, the red one is a firehouse. Oh, yeah. In front of it oh, is the oh, hardware oh, store. Here? Okay. And that's also annoying there because you can't really place the buildings and the road properly so it's like it uh, leaves some spaces there if you saw what happened uh, well, this question, is the resource management uh, a question uh, yes, um, so th- there's a firehouse there so it implies there's fire there's gonna be, there's mm-hmm. gonna be fire in this game yes like the bigger sim city games sometimes there can be uh, disasters disaster. uh, like on the menu there on the top disasters mm-hmm. how? I, I think there's Why? earthquake as well <laughs> If you've ever played The Sims, Joe, you know The Sims are, can start <laughs> fires just by frying, by, by boiling water. 
it happens <laughs> in the gym. So if a sim boils oh, water, it, it, yeah, it, okay. his his stove explodes. He starts running around in fire, and his whole house erupts. You know, and you know, I guess on a macro level, if you're looking at Sim Town, that sim probably started off the fire, and it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the fire spreads around the whole town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, there's also disasters here. Mm-hmm. By the way, another thing, um, maybe not not really challenging, but it's one of the things you have to keep in mind is balancing the housing and the commercial structures ah. here. If you see in the middle top there, there's like a seesaw and the house Ooh. is on the bottom end. So, it so means it's residential commercial. versus commercial, is that it? Residential versus commercial balance, is that is that the, the way it's supposed to be? Okay, I see. So you got buildings from the projects there. Mm. Uh, yeah. How you can see uh, on, um, on, on the hood. Mm. <laughs> but the, the way this guy is building his city is, it's not appealing to drawing <laughs> people to play this game. It's not appealing to you, meaning. <laughs> <laughs> It's like scattered all over. Like what's happening here? Because like I said earlier, you have like that. You have to place things little square by little square. You can't do the drag and drop thingy. So yeah, it's. I guess I'm looking at this game with um, a sense of nostalgia. But I, I think it doesn't really hold up to this day, unfortunately. No, I would definitely still play it. I, I if I. I wasn't privileged to actually have played this, but I've only played the other ones like SimCity, SimAnt, SimFarm, SimEarth, and everything. If I had that chance to play this back then, and I, if I get my hands on this right now, I'd definitely still play it. I would. I, I, sometimes you just want to play a game, a, a city building game that's not as complicated as city skylines or yeah. the really big ones. You like, like you know, like uh, you just want something simple. You want something nice and relaxed. This might be a nice little palate cleanser from the heavy duty city building games that I've been playing. So yeah. So yeah, I um, Miss I is looking at this game with nostalgia mm-hmm. however she is looking at the player with contempt <laughs> very true that we we have those moments like what the heck kind of decision are you making now player why are you placing that there why <laughs> but yeah it's it's you know if you if you watch streamers or youtube players or things like that you definitely will see people making decisions that you completely disagree with but you know it's still fun anyway <laughs> like putting at that pizza joint right beside a residential household like what? come on why? I, 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 can you although i can understand i can understand a gesture like yeah. that that's prime location right there that means if i so if i'm living there and i don't have time to cook mm-hmm. the pizza place is just right next door Mm, well, <laughs> can you imagine how much of a weight gain I'll have if I have a pizza joint right next door? <laughs> I just go there every single day for lunch and dinner. Okay, so, <laughs> and, the, and, the pro, and the produce shop is just right next door as well. I mean, that one I would go for, definitely. I, I, I understand the logic. Right there. I understand the logic of a produce shop really close by, but a pizza joint right next door to my house. I mean, that's just an invitation for me to reach 200 pounds, right? <laughs> just in the, in the span of a couple of months. My goodness. Okay. So, Sim Town. Well, it's not about pizza and burgers. I mean, 
there's fruits and vegetables out there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but so let's be real. Between fruits and vegetables and pizzas and burgers, you know what I'm choosing, right? <laughs> All right, there's a, pizza hut over, there's a pizza hut over there and there's a tropical hot burger, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, my goodness. I, I know where I'm going. And I'm sorry to have to say this, sweetie, because the missus always tries to get me to eat healthy. If that situation ever arises, you're not going to see me anywhere near fruits and vegetables, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much is a salad compared to uh, like oh yeah that's true that is actually a very valid argument yes. JDM a salad here is close to about six bucks whereas a, pe- a slice of pizza is a dollar fifty so really know, yeah like like a bowl like a bowl of leaves is just yes a bowl of leaves is six bucks and that that that's, that doesn't include the dressing either we're talking you have to purchase the dressing separately for a buck so that's seven bucks organic. Right now, yeah, yeah it's, it's the organic stuff and you know you buy you buy a salad dressing like you know ranch dressing or or caesar sa- a, 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 a thousand island that's another dollar so seven bucks so, so what so if people want to eat so like like for example like a surf and turf Mm. Can I just offer you water and grass? I'm pretty. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that's basically what's gonna happen. Surf and the guys, do, you, do you guys who don't know what a surf and turf means? Mm. Sir, you'll know. Yeah, surf and turf is basically meat and uh, seafood in one plate. So you get either beef and shrimp, or uh, like maybe pork and uh, and lobster. Your choice, you know. And then the surf and turf, and of course chips, you know, or, or uh, French fries, as we have as we mentioned them here in the U.S. There you go. <laughs> There you go. So Simtown, Simtown is Miss Eileen's choice, and I definitely want to get my hands on it and probably give it a run through too. All right, Miss Eileen, yeah, do you have do you have a second choice or a runner up? Uh, yes. Um, before I move on to my second choice, uh, Sir Dan makes a good point down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game looks a good entry game for anyone wanting to get into City Builders. I love the graphical style. Yes. Yes. It's really colorful and very attractive to maybe not only children but also as adults because yeah maybe some city builders can get dreary and so yes you know very industrial industrialized and so great yeah i mean like a, a constructor for an example it, it it looks like it's a lot of fun but staring at it for a long time can get a little like you said miss eileen it's, it can get a little dreary because of the color palette you know browns yes. and grays and some some dull yellows maybe every now and then whereas this one it looks very colorful very looks very eye-catching it looks very dynamic yeah i, I would definitely play it especially with my daughter yes. anybody who will play it uh, try and experiment and click on the buildings because they will generate different animations nice very cool i definitely go for that and of course neil that says okay that's making me hungry yeah neil that's that's <laughs> the thing all this talk about food yeah oh uh my gosh i guess we're gonna have to set set a set set a future episode for management games right miss eileen like like restaurant yeah. empire or you know like the tycoon games i definitely play those there you go mm-hmm. yes let's do <laughs> mm, yeah, so, uh, my do second that. game um is urbeck city builder urbeck city builder yeah that's urbeck heavily city advertised builder. on gog right now on good old games uh tell us all about it yeah so it's actually just a game released last year, 2022. But okay. uh, apparently, it actually has a free. Uh, it's called Urbex City Prologue. That's Ooh. been free for quite some time now. So this okay. game is developed by Studios Kremlinois. It's actually a Chilean developer and published oh. by Rock Game in Poland. So I guess that's why it's heavily advertised on Joji because it's Polish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. if you can see there. 
it's kind of like Minecraft with its low polygon, simple, blocky mm-hmm. style. Yes. So I actually like this because it's not hogging your computer's resources. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, see Skylines. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, goodness, but yeah. for my computer at least because my laptop is old. So this is an advantage for me because I can have more units or structures and people mm-hmm. in there and my computer will not lag. Mm-hmm. There's actually nice music, but we can play it here. So yeah. just imagine some nice music in the background okay. that's ambient through your gameplay. This game actually has good pacing and the tutorial is very helpful. Mm. There are unique buildings and bonuses depending on the region where you choose. Uh, what's unique in this game actually is there's no money involved. Mm. No money at all. Okay. So you can just place your structures here and there. If you want to change your mind, just bulldoze and rebuild. You won't have any problems with that. Mm. Um, but uh, the catch here is you have to actually manage resources. And before you get to different resources, you need to um, fulfill some prerequisites, mm-hmm. which is also the challenge of the game. You either have to um, maybe have certain structures situated within certain blocks of squares before you can unlock some buildings and need to reach a certain population or need to unlock other resources to unlock another resource to unlock another building. So that's the challenge there. But it's quite a fun game. It's it's challenging, but not too, let's say, well, it's quite difficult, but not too difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, what's cute in this game is you can actually have a first-person view. You can go down to your city and walk around. Very you cool. Can meet, you can meet your constituents and like, hi. <laughs> It's a first person. You can see them walking towards you in the buildings. Mm-hmm. And this clip uh, it doesn't show it, but yeah, you can go down there. Even you can go the down the street level. Wow, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I, that's very rare, actually, with city builders. Maybe city skylines, but then again, it's a resource hog. We're talking like yes. if if you run it, you're, you're if you if you don't have a top of the line computer, you're just gonna go chug along. But if something like this for urbex city builder, if you can re- go down to street level and kind of observe your your constituents, your regular citizens, and everything, it sounds like a lot of fun. I think I'd definitely go for that. Yes, it's so fun. You can and see your buildings there. And and the thing that you don't need money, right? To yes. To build those things. Mm-hmm. See. Yes. So does it have a plot or or like goals to hit, or is it very open world, Miss Eileen? For me, I think I played uh, maybe a sandbox type. Ah, sandbox. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone into the campaigns yet mm-hmm. because I wanted to see how to progress the game. I guess I'll find find out myself later. Yeah. I'm much in, I'm more into the sandbox because I like to, to see the progress, the growth of the city. Mm. Then, uh, compared to the Simtown clip earlier, I like how this player is making his city. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too uh, artistic with how my city looks, but this one is very nice, especially with the park there. Mm. And I'm not sure how he was able to build that many parks because just building one square of that already takes up food consumption and then you need more workers you need more population so it's really the challenge here even without the money if you see on the right side there those are the resources you have to balance 
So when and you see the houses there, um, they will upgrade automatically and change or shift form depending on the structures you build around it. So you can have like a poor area or a wealthy area and or a middle area, something like that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry JDM, you were about to say something. This looks like the similar to the game earlier, SimTown, but this is the era where we have the 3D graphics na then and it's much more appealing to the eyes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But it's not uh, a game that's demanding like uh, uh, what's that game? Uh, uh, those... Ah, I forgot. Mm-hmm. It's not a modern, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, this one is fortunately not too demanding. Mm-hmm. You just really have to start small and learn the mechanics. So are those vehicles just driving around in circles? Are they going somewhere? Yes, they are driving aimlessly because like somebody <laughs> is driving towards the... Like, where are they going? They're in the middle of where are they going? To the sea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> aimlessly. They're right there. I mean, the road just stops right, in, the right there. Uh, right, right there, the next to the river. <laughs> yeah, I, I can actually see the the car saying nope when when he reaches that portion <laughs> where he sees that he's driving straight into the water. He says nope. He turns around. <laughs> At least they, they, they there's not. They, they teleport instantly. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't do the U-turn or. Yeah, they they just you know whoop. Okay, I'm out of here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although it so looks imagine like going down there. Mm-hmm. Like who the hell planned this city? <laughs> you also see people who are jaywalking. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, um, there, there's no traffic laws, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just walk whenever. Oh. Well, Urbex City Builder. It looks de- definitely looks like something that it would get get probably yeah. once once the once the Christmas sale on GOG comes up, or maybe the the Black Friday sale on GOG. Usually, GOG has. Uh, really good sales. I, I think it might be on Steam as well. I could be wrong. I, I, I could be misremembering it. But Miss Eileen is correct in the fact that if it's a Polish uh, game studio, usually they have it more uh, first on GOG, on goodoldgames.com. Uh, then they have it on Steam. But sometimes they do port it over too. All right. Very cool. Yes. All right. So, so it's on Steam as well. And if yeah. you want to play this game, there's the, like I said earlier, the Urbex City Builder Prologue. It's actually free. And mm-hmm. it may not have everything that the full game has, but it's a very decent, like playable version. Yes, yes. yes. Mm, it's a nice little so appetizer. That is my, the shareware yes. version. The shareware version. Yeah. Shareware version. <laughs> it's, and it's this is a legit shareware. Yeah. It's something for you to. It's something for you to see if it's something that that is. If it's something that is up your alley, and if you're willing, if you like it, you can buy it. If not, yeah. you know. If not, then shareware. No, no. Yeah, shareware. Sure. You know. <laughs> Although I do miss that. I do miss that concept. Demos and shareware and everything. It's kind of rare that they do that nowadays in video gaming anymore. Well, sad. What can I say? Especially when they came through the free discs that came with your. DVD or CD CD drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so those are my two picks. Um, but, um, I would also like to make quick notable mentions. Mm. Surviving Mark, just like uh, Clark said in the chat earlier, it's one of yeah. the more modern uh, city builders. Surviving, Surviving Mars. Mars. And okay. I would like to play maybe in the future Timberborn, if anybody's heard that. 
Yeah, I've seen Timberborn. Uh, I've seen the I've seen the what you call this? Um, what do you call this? The the adverts for Timberborn. I have to I have to go check it out. There's lots of games that are coming out that I keep seeing adverts for, but yeah. I have to admit we're in a golden age right now, video gaming. There's so many choices of games that we can play. We're spoiled. We're spoiled for choice. Yeah. <laughs> the Timberborn is where you play as beavers and mm. you're making a city with. Um, natural resources, so it's very yes. interesting. And then there's also Steam World Build. It's still not out yet, but there's a playable demo. Mm-hmm. If anybody remembers Steam World Dig, it's also yes. the same developer. Steam World oh, Build. Cool. Yeah, I, I think I played Steam World Dig a little bit before. I'll have to, I'll have to give Steam World Dig uh, Build a try. Yeah. All right. So those are my cool. two games. How about uh, Sir Joe or Sir Sir Joel? I mean, Sir, who would like to go first? All right, uh, I I I I could go. Uh, let's see. Uh, for me, city builders are are uh, scratch an itch for me because of the fact that I'm an accountant and I see the spreadsheets laid out in front of me. I see the money. I see the power. I see the I see the the, the allocation of resources and everything. It scratches that OCD uh, OCD itch in me. And I guess. One thing, one thing about it is that you do see the progress. They might not necessarily have an overarching story for all of the the whole city builder aspect. Some of them just have scenarios. You know, you hit this much money by this particular year, or you hit this number of buildings or this number of citizens by the by the end of this turn. It's it's a it's not a story based thing. That's that I guess that's something that you're not going to be into, Joe, because I know you're heavily story based kind of guy. But yeah, that is the, the that is the thing about uh, city builders. It's more goal oriented. You hit a certain goal as you go. So in my case, my first choice of City building game. If you can put it up for me, John, that would be most appreciated. Is a game called Majesty for um, for PC, and if I remember correctly, it also got ported to Macintosh long ago. And I know there is an Android version of it as well. So Majesty is a medieval type of city builder. The big difference between uh, between Majesty and a lot of other city builders is that each uh, it's set in in medieval times, medieval fantasy times, and you're basically the king, uh, just building his settlement city going into going into the future. The thing about it is you set goals for the people coming in. You attract the different people into your city and there's different fantasy races you know humans dwarves elves uh all these other people uh, and you attract them and you give out quests you don't you don't control any of the people as they wander around your city you give out quests for monsters that come in so like if you see a monster coming towards your town a really big one you send you put in a quest flag on that monster and say all right so whoever can take down this monster will give will get 500 pieces of gold of course the gold comes out from your treasury uh from your from your from your city treasury now the city treasury is filled up by well of all people tax collectors you hire tax collectors to go around all of these buildings and the tax collectors you know have the job to collect all the taxes now it it is definitely to your advantage you can attract more people to your city so you build bars you build attractions you build tournaments you build all of these things that bring all of these people all of these different races all together and they start to settle in your city but then again as the population grows so does the chance of monsters showing up so there's little 
uh, the sewers that suddenly pop up because every city has to have waste disposal. Sewers pop up all over the city, and giant rats start crawling out of them. So you give uh, you give uh, rewards to anybody who goes out and kills all of these monsters or recovers that treasure chest all the way at the corner of the uh, at the all the way at the corner of the map. So they don't have a storyline to the whole thing. You have scenarios. So like you're trying to build enough of a population so that your city can be certified as a city within a fiefdom or your 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 king can be acknowledged as the ruler of a certain number of people. So in this case majesty is so much fun in the sense that you don't control like a lot of city builders you don't have direct control over your people but you do have direct control over their motivation to do things. So you put quest flags all over so if you want your people to attack a certain monster you put a quest flag on it if you want a if you want your people to go seek out treasure you put a quest flag on it yeah, it speaking of also, monsters i can see a monster right there it's oh really small, yes so. exactly there you go so like orcs trolls giant dragons maybe come in and well maybe not dragons nothing as big as that because that's a world destroying monster already but yeah uh, giant rats would suddenly pop up and each one sometimes would pop up these little scrolls that have quests on them as well so it depends on how much of a reward you offer for that quest flag for as for the number of people that go try to fulfill that quest so if it's a low quest if it's a if it's cheap if it's a low quest you can put in 10 gold and maybe one or two people will go out and, and slay that monster but if it's a really high level monster you have to put out a really big amount of money for a lot of people to try to slay that monster so maybe a really big monster will it's will interesting for joe five thousand dollars oh shit, there's a monster points. rampaging yes. around the city around mm -hmm. the town what yes. should we do oh i don't know did the master put in a on a quest? Uh, reward no, no. Did it. Now, whatever. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. You you have to motivate hell? people. You have to motivate your anyway. people. Anyway, exactly. No, no, no. It's 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 one the central. It's the central conceit of this game, Majesty. The fact that you have to motivate your people to do things through money, which is a unique aspect. Because in some city builders, like Miss Eileen said, uh, well, actually, like you said, Jaw, you order them to do it, and they just do it. Whereas in in Majesty, you have to motivate them to do it using money, using gold. Coins. I choose not to. Yeah, exactly. But how much? Five, five gold for the Minotaur? Fuck exactly. that! No. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Oh, I that. Whereas if you say five hundred gold, you say, hmm, yeah, I'm okay. gonna go do it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's 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 a lot of fun because of the fact that you give them motivation. You have to balance. You have to balance how much money you have as to how badly you need to have that goal done so you your treasure might have ten thousand gold but cost but killing that minotaur might cost you five thousand yeah, gold yeah. yeah exactly you just do it they don't want to do it unless they're amply rewarded for it and that is the Get amazing the part thing of my town yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't have any they don't have any loyalty to you they, their loyalty is to the money Exactly. That's precisely it. If you can pay oh, them. Well oh, enough. that castle right there. That no, that's just white castle. Oh, and uh, one thing, uh, Majesty has the most amazing uh, imit uh, 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 imitator of Sean Connery as a narrator, Majesty. Uh, oh, really? Uh, Majesty is, yes, is oh. coming down to well, the oh. town. Uh, you, you, know, you, you should have said so. Yes. The elves are uh, the elves are revolting. 
and they're they're really going out on something like that. it is an amazing game it is so much fun <laughs> honestly if you're interested in a game that is a little bit off the beaten path that is something a little different from the city builder that you've gotten used to because if you command uh, in your in your regular city builder they will do in this case you have to motivate them so this is how much will it play. take for you to defeat those monsters? exactly majesty our our treasury is getting low exactly <laughs> it's not it's not it's it's so much fun honestly and if you if you get the chance give this game a try majesty it's available on gog it's available on 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 steam it's also available on android if i remember correctly might even have an iphone port never got the chance to check it out but yes majesty is my choice sir sean connery to voice this game huh? uh, a very good a very good facsimile of sean connery anyway if you guys <laughs> want to listen to him, him with. i i really wish we could play audio on this game but yeah it, you can you can hear uh the narrator uh say say what what needs to be said all right so that is my first game of choice majesty it got an hd remaster check it out you might want to you might want to see you might want to see if it's up your alley uh, i personally highly recommend it uh, my second game of choice I, I i'd be remiss in saying and i'd be remiss in in mentioning the impressions games like like caesar 3 pharaoh or uh, emperor I, but I realized something. I'm not as well, as deeply versed in these games as I should be. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to put them in as my second game of choice. But I would still highly recommend them if you want city builders, because if you're talking about city builders, those are excellent examples of great city builders. I just don't have as much experience with them as I wish that I did. So my second game of choice is a game called Tropical Four. JDM Juan De Marcos actually <laughs> saw me stream this game. Tropical Four is a city builders set in a banana republic somewhere in the caribbean and it's hilarious the fact is with tropical four if you're at all familiar with any kind of <laughs> banana republic like philippines or <laughs> or you know the different countries tropical four is a city builder that is exactly up your alley because of the fact that corruption is rampant in that one and it factors into your gameplay tropical four is the the main the main conceit of tropical four is that you're trying to in improve your city but you have to have your cut with it for every single improvement so you might be you the income for this particular building might be so and so but you have to one of the central goals of the game is for you to be able to amass a certain amount of money in your personal swiss bank account for you to be able to consider yourself a success as a dictator speaking of which you play a dictator in this game i, I mean it's a banana republic what can i say every banana republic has to have a dictator and you build plantations <laughs> you, yes you build plantations <laughs> banana plantations food plantations coffee plantations uh, uh, uh cigar plant plantations you build the canneries but does it look like a banana plantation? No, it, it, no, it does not. No, it does not look like a banana plantation. <laughs> Eventually, you build your cities to the point where you have nuclear power plants. Uh, the schools have a certain limit. Like, if you want your citizens to be educated, educated enough to work, but not educated enough to become revolutionaries. Because there comes a time when your citizens become too educated. Then they start spouting, hey, my, my city is very, very oppressive. I would have to have a revolution i'm sorry very bad accent there so, so they, they, they would they would form rebellions and you have to put them down you have to have a very strong military here in the city for the for the revolutionaries to be afraid of staging a revolution but yes the thing about it is tropical 
is a banana republic simulator in the sense that you have so much fun doing it and the people roaming around aren't just roaming around willy-nilly the cars moving around actually do have objectives they go to where you're to go they go to where your buildings are supposed to be built the people who you assign are going to have to go where they need to go and it's either you're gonna have to build you're gonna have to build the your 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 island brand to become world renowned so that the people will be attracted to your country to your banana republic country as as tourists and spend money for you to have more money in your personal coffers not just in the city coffers but also in your swiss bank account so again you are doing all you can to try to make it look like your your republic is progressing but to be perfectly honest you're just amassing money for yourself for you to be able to leave later on and retire to your own private island you know screw screw the republic whoever is left behind can pick up the ashes it sounds very familiar actually when you stop and think about it so <laughs> so it, it, in our in our personal experience so yes it has the usual trappings like distilleries it has lumber and your prime minister is always trying to assassinate you and take over you know it, it's you know <laughs> it's it, it's it's funny in the sense that you, you identify with it so much and it doesn't take itself too seriously although there are things like disasters where a tidal wave can come and wipe out all your fields throw an oil tanker onto the middle of your island things like that so it can happen but tropical four being not the most not the earliest version of the tropical series and not the latest version all the later versions are also a lot of fun this strikes the best balance for me in terms of uh resource hog and uh playability so tropical 4 is the game where you can actually see people moving around and not just little not just little dots kind of moving around and everything and there's there's you know there uh kangaroo elections too so every four years what? there's elections are those where slums? you can Sorry, what? what? Slums. There will be slums. There will be definitely be slums. You try to balance it off really? so that a city building game. Yes, mm-hmm. where you can build slums. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's the that's the funniest thing about it. Tropical Four has that. You know, it's. I'm sorry to have to say this, but it, I I identify with it so much because I spent the first 35 years of my life living. <laughs> If I know exactly how this works, so there will be slums. There will be schools where education is limited. There, you know that you're importing people, uh, shall we say, consultants who will give you advice. Where the hell is this, Avite? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> exactly. But Joe is pointing it out perfectly. You, you because the moment you start playing tropical, you feel right at home. And for us Filipinos, we know exactly how it feels. Is, is, this, is this Squatter Sim City? What is this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, this is a game thing. that you can actually relate. Yes, exactly. The funniest thing is like there's barong, slums. Barong there's there's, there's tenements. You have to keep up with those houses. Oh, and those red zones are actually how attractive your your country is to sit uh to to investors and to uh to tourists. So if they tend to wander around the red areas, their opinion of your island goes down. So you have to have a lot of police there. There's a lot of crime there. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pollution and everything. So who are, how who green are you it is? You go to Oh. There's lots of choices as to which dictator you want to play too. <laughs> there's there's lots of dictators available in the initial choice of what uh, what dictator you want to play. And each dictator has pluses and minuses. One dictator might be very well educated, but he's a coward. One dictator might be very very brave, but he's 
you know, he's not very economically literate. So, so it's so, so what's the uh, what's the struggle here, Sir Joel? Mm, Keep the, the struggle out of the out of yeah. your island. Well, that's another thing. The United <laughs> States and the and Russia are all vying for influence among your uh, among your uh, your oh, country. Sure, of course. They give Capitalism they give money to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, they give money to you. Oh, the communists too. If you make the communists happy. The Russians give you more money if you make the capitalists happy. You, 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 the U.S. gives you more money. It's a, it's an amazing balancing act, and it, it's just mind blowing how much fun that balancing act can be. So Tropical Four, like Dan says in the chats, great chat, Sir Joel. Tropical Four is very cool. There you go. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's very detailed, but not so detailed that it would bog down your machine. It's and, so interesting. You're building a drug den right across yes. the mountains over there. Yes, yes. They, because you know, there's also a <laughs> side a part. Of, you know, it's not completely legit. Not all the things that you build are completely legit. There will be, you know, drug portions. There will be. There will be. You know. There will be that. Well, what do you call that? The Breaking Bad guys. Uh, you know. <laughs> the, the money. Yeah. Money 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 money. Scheme. Exactly. The, that 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 is the thing. It's 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 a fine. It's a fine balancing act between how legit you want it to look like, but you still need to amass money anyway through illegitimate means. And at the very end of it, you try to survive being being assassinated by your prime minister, and get away with as much money as you can towards your Swiss bank account and get out. Well, of you got your you, you got your marijuana fields out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that is my second recommendation overall. So my first recommendation is Majesty. If you want something that is that you have to motivate your people to do stuff, and second recommendation is Tropical Four, where if you want to feel like you're managing a banana republic, which something like all of us here can definitely uh, relate to, because more often than not we live in a banana republic, but we have no power to manage it. This way, you get to manage it at least in a fantasy realm. All right, so my runner-up is uh, it's a, it's a game. It's not even really a city builder per se, but it's a vertical city builder. If you ask me, Miss Eileen, I think you you know this game that I'm talking about. It's a game called Sim Tower. So Sim yes. Tower is a game where you build a building instead of instead of a city uh, going upwards instead of sideways because city builders are sideways. Sim Tower is a building simulator where you have to build a building that contains uh, restaurants, that contains uh, condominiums, that contains offices, that contains security offices, cleaning staff, and everything. It's a balancing act of how you ba- how many stars you get for that building and how in terms of quality rating from the city. It's a lot of fun and. Some would some would say it's also an elevator simulator because you have to balance how the elevator how the elevators go up and down per floor. But I digress. So that's my runner-up, Sim Tower from the Sim series. So my three games: Majesty, Tropical Four, Sim Tower. So that's my cho- those are my choices. Back to you, Miss Eileen. Awesome choices there, Sir Joel. I really love those uh, games. I, I've already wishlisted uh, Maj- Majesty in the background again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we sell each other on these games. <laughs> we do. Maybe, maybe we could align ourselves with GOG.com. <laughs> it would be amazing if we could, you know, if we could reach out. GOG, we're right here, Timeless Gamer Show. You know, we're, we sell your stuff. <laughs> All right, back to you, Masani. Go ahead. Thank you, Sir Joe. And on to Sir Joe. What are your picks for our topic, City Builders? Mm. Well, um, we only have uh, we only have time for one more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey guys! So it's that part <laughs> of the show once again where um, 
uh, where where <laughs> where uh, <laughs> I, I have to share my particular game. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be wholesome this time. Okay, I promise. <laughs> All um, right, I'll see. Uh, I'll believe so, it when I see it. <laughs> okay. so, all right. Okay. So um, for this episode, uh, you know me. I'm I'm an I'm a JRPG guy. Mm. Um, uh, when they uh, when they decide on these kinds of genres uh, and topics, I try to make sure that um that I'm playing a JRPG with some elements of the the of the topic that they're uh, that they're trying to uh that they're, they're trying to talk about so for this episode i chose well i i, I searched for a while jrpgs that has a city building uh city building element of it so Aquariser was one and sir dan already mentioned that and there are a few as well but all of those are either pc games and uh, from uh, from gog or steam and uh, I'm like, I, I don't have any money for that bullshit. Although <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really play PC as much as possible. Only if I needed to. But I did, uh, I, I did saw Azure, uh, um, Azure, uh, Azure Dreams for the PlayStation One, mm. PS One, or uh, or for the PS Two, which is um, Dark Cloud. And so I chose Dark Cloud for this one. Dark Cloud. So, yes. Uh, yes. Dark Cloud. Okay. So, well, so what's Dark Cloud? Uh, so Dark Cloud. Let's see. Let's see your, uh, you can see it right there. So the story mm-hmm. of Dark Cloud. Um, so there's this evil genie uh, that, that got loose, got summoned, and uh, it's, this evil genie started decimating, destroying all of the cities, all of the towns, the whole, the whole world over. Oh shit! But don't fret. Uh, the fairy king was able to save everyone and everything in this world by placing them each, each and everything, each and everyone inside these Pokemon balls. <laughs> okay, so, so you, the hero, um, who who he just met for the first time, by the way, thinks that you have the power to collect all of these balls and bring everything back to its normal state. Oh. Well, eh, no, that's fine. I mean, you although uh, once you collect the balls, you can either okay, uh, you can either uh, place them back to where they were, or just go nuts and place them whenever, whenever, wherever you want them to. So that's a building aspect of it, anyway. So, um, so, uh, so, so what will so let's go with uh, with the city building aspects of it. Okay, so um, per town there will be a dungeon, and according to the fairy king. These pokeballs that that contains all of the all the town's people, all the town's buildings, rivers, roads, all that shit, all of that crap, <laughs> all of them are saved inside these pokeballs. And for some reason, they all uh, it just got scattered all over this dungeon. So it's up to you to find and collect all of these uh, all of these Pokemon balls and release all of all of these contents outside of that vast area that that vacant lot where the town used to be. Um, so see right there. Uh, so so um, so the the balls can either contain the houses, the townsfolk, fences, lamps, trees, bridges, fences, Dan Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, 
So, uh, so, uh, so once you're able to collect all of those, then you can go to the diorama. They call it diorama, really. Uh, the diorama at the, the, that's it. The diorama view where you can customize where each building should go, um, which road should uh, where where the roads should be. So and where the, where the rivers, where the ponds should be, where the windmills should be. So um, and there are some builds online that you can follow if you don't feel like being too creative or being too imaginative on where do you want to put each and everything. Um, there's no rules really. Um, you don't get rewarded for being too creative, being too imaginative, uh, uh, being uh, being the good city developer, uh, town developer that you are. No, there, there's no rewards for that. As long as you get everything, as long as you get everyone, you collect all the Pokemon. I keep say, I keep saying Pokeballs, but because that's what they are. <laughs> I um, mean, that that's pretty much it. It describes them. Yeah. So once you got them, once you got everything, and once you constructed all uh, the town on uh, of uh, in your image, once you designed everything, that's the time when you can go to the next uh, to the next town over and start all over again. Um, so, so that's the city building aspects of it. Um, once you're in the dungeon, so it kind of plays like Arc Razor, but for mm, the first a little bit, in the, yeah. um, I, I, I'll show it. Um, you're inside. Uh, you're gonna be inside the dungeon. Uh, uh, you're gonna be inside the dungeon fighting uh, fighting some monsters. So it's just that character, right? Uh, so the main character's name is To uh, it's Toan. Toan. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a guy. He, uh, I think it's a guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I say that because, uh, because I think it's a guy, but uh, uh, but he has a uh, he has a girl's ass. <laughs> I mean, this is this is this is PS2 graphics. Oh, this is PS2 graphics, guys. Okay, mm -hmm. and, and you're looking and and when he's running, you're looking at him at the back. Yes, and you're looking at him and I'm like, damn, man. He he didn't neglect glute day. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> his pants are really tight. Uh, like, there you damn. go. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, you can't you can't really look at it here. Um, uh, mm. I'm playing it on my PS2, and I'm using my Retro Tink 5X. Mm. Everything is uh, so everything is 1080p. Everything is high definition, mm. and I can see the crack. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. So, so it's very distracting, anyway. <sighs> so, um, so like just like Acquiser, um, there's no uh, there's no struggle for you to rebuild the town. Although on the dungeon aspect of it, it plays like a dungeon crawler, an action adventure. Mm. Um, it's action. Uh, it's action adventure. Uh, it's, it's only you. You're only controlling one character. Um, there are you, you have weapons that you can upgrade. You can uh, you can upgrade or you can transmutate into something else, depending on which items, which accessories you put. It uh, that you put inside these weapons, um, and all of these treasures, all of these items, they are they are very random. Every so in each dungeon there are eight levels, and each level is different. So when I'm uh, so when I was following this game guide, and the game guide says, you know what, this is useless. Each time you go a level, the out the layout is different. So reading me is just a waste of time. <laughs> the items, there ain't no items here. Uh, there's no specific items here. The game will give you whatever. 
So each, so each time, so let's just for example, I finish level one. You have the option to go to level two or go upstairs at, uh, or, or to go back to town, replenish your stuff, replenish your items. And you cannot say, and there's no save point here. There's no save point in the dungeons. Mm. So once you're, uh, so once you complete the dungeon, once you, uh, once you, uh, once you uh, found everything inside that level, the only time that you can save is by going out, by going outside of, uh, by going outside of the dungeon. There, then you can save. Okay. So how about if I rebuild all? Uh, so I, so let's for example, I got, um, I got five Pokemon balls that have the towns, right? Uh, <laughs> the, the, the town, uh, town buildings and townspeople. And I already placed it on the on the diorama. What if I made a mistake? How? Uh, what if if I want to uh, if I want to uh, if I want to if I want to redo? There's no load. Just save. So that means you have to reset your you have to reset your PlayStation and redo all you know and and go back to the last save point that you were in. What kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> <laughs> and they also included the function of day, evening, night, autumn, fall, winter, spring. I mean, I'm like. Mm. So what? So you can see in the footage, it's 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 dark all of a sudden because it's already evening. And I'm like, what does that do? And keep in mind, I'm almost, I've only played this for uh, see. So okay, adventure day one, night. Now it's going to adventure day two, day. What does that tell you? What what does that mean? What what does it uh, does it matter? Um, does the, does the enemies in the dungeon grow stronger depending on, uh, depending on the day? Are you getting more uh, are you are you getting more items depending on which season it is? I don't know. The game's like oh no, the game will just give you whatever. No, so and I'm not like, like so what the hell is this for? So well, why do you stop? Why do you stop the game? Why do you stop the game just to, uh, just to change the, uh, just to change uh, the day or change the night, change the seasons? The game's not telling you why it's, uh, why it's, why it's there. Uh, the Fairy King does not even tell you wh- wh- why um, uh, the time aspect of it. Un- unlike those uh, those farm games that mm. it kind of simulates uh, the time of, of oh of course your your crops needs to grow overnight. Yes. Of course, I mean they're they're not just gonna grow all willy nilly. You have to mm. sleep, of course. This game, no. Um, it, um, uh, it just does. It, it's, uh, um, and uh, it, so it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of jarring and, and and weird that that you have to stop and um, while you're doing something in the middle of doing something, riding around uh, riding around the town, and then boom, um, a time change. Uh, so that's basically Dark Cloud. Uh, I'm only showing you guys the uh, the city aspect of it, uh, the city building mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yes, but that's him. Um, that's Toan right there. As far as I know, you uh, you can play four characters. Um, if I um, if I, I I'm I don't have any proof if this is true or not because I haven't really played that game that much. But there are four or six towns that you're supposed to rebuild, and each town has their own main character. So on this village, it's just him. So on the next time, so in the next town over. Um, I think there's another there's another character that you're that you're uh, that you're about to play, but mm. based on the narrative of the Fairy King, I think Towan is going to be your main guy, and the other and the other characters will be your party members that you can swap around. Mm. So, anyways, I haven't checked the rest of the gameplay, but I but I think that's get that's a gist of it. it, it I think it's more a case of they were really experimenting with the genre here they really wanted to see if they could mix in the jrpg 
portion with a city building aspect and the execution was lacking honestly the, oh. the, if the oh my god yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah go ahead. so on this game okay um mm-hmm. i'm just trying to find it so yeah, on ahead. this game mm-hmm. um it sounds like they had uh, ideas for implementing the the weather system, maybe like a la Harvest Moon, but they weren't able to put it in. It sounds like in this game, uh, one of the one of the weird aspects that they put in that that mm-hmm. they put in is your character can get thirsty, and I don't mean it in a sexual way. <laughs> thirsty, <laughs> thirsty, thirsty. Like uh, so, you're running around and you and you got and you got uh, and you got a uh, a, a hydration meter. Mm-hmm. Because you're running around, eventually yes. you'll get thirsty. Mm-hmm. So you're carrying, uh, so you're, you're carrying water bottles, right? So, yeah. and if you neglect drinking water, it chips away from your HP. I see. Okay. And I'm, I'm like, why the hell do you want to do that? <laughs> why put it that? In, why put that in there? I get for realism sake. I get it. Was a time know. for it was a time for innovation and they i guess the people back then were trying a lot of different things to try to see what sticks and what doesn't oh, see, uh, so, I'm, so i'm so so, mm. so here it is uh, so yes. here this guy so I'm, so I'm showing this to you now so yes. if, you, if you can see there's the hp mm. oh for the weapons that you're using the weapons yeah. have their own so the weapons have their own hp as well ah so they're so breakable that, they're breakable Mm-hmm. So that means you're, you're fighting enemies, right? And there's a good chance that you might break your weapon if your HP is da- if your weapon HP is down. I'm like, yeah, why the hell this? this is it? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, they're, they're, well, every city building game should have a gimmick, so this is their mm-hmm. gimmick. Your yes. character gets thirsty. Your weapons are breakable. Yes. Oh, so see, so he needs to get into the water to mm-hmm. keep himself hydrated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'm in a dungeon. Um, okay. I'm running around. I'm, I'm fighting enemies. Surely, I'll, um, uh, uh, he doesn't eat. He just drinks. I, I okay, read that sure. wrong. It said it said cave bat, but I read it love bat. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, so it's just uh, so you're just battling bats, mm. uh, um, like golems, goblins, yes, mm. goblins and all that shit. So there are treasure chests in there. The mm. treasure chest can uh, it's just random stuff. Mm. So so whatever game you're you're using, you know, toss that out. It means nothing. <laughs> it tells you nothing. It's procedurally you know, you know, generated, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, the, uh, so that's po- that's a Pokemon. So that's a Pokemon ball right there that you'll uh, that you'll get into. Okay. Um, and and those circular Pokemon balls have the uh, have a different um, parts of the town. Either it's a house or it's one of the town's folk. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're so not kidding. Case, so you're just walking around inside that dungeon, um, just to complete, uh, get everything. Oh, for you to advance to a level, you mm. need to find a key, and oh, the key yeah. will only appear by defeating a specific kind of monster. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the game does not tell you which one, so that means you have to beat every yep. single one, <laughs> knowingly that your weapon is breakable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a balancing act, really. It, like how much, how much of this particular weapon can handle before you hit that monster, before you kill that monster that generates the key. So yeah, it's. It... Uh, uh, Sir Dan is asking, "Have I tried reading the instruction manual <laughs> on, on, this, on, on this particular game? You don't need. Uh, this is one of those games. Okay, you only need the manual just to explain what's the basics of it. But... I, I, I... 
again, Jen, we gamers scorn instruction manuals. We toss them, we toss them into the bathroom and read them while we're while we're you know while we're doing our business on the toilet. That's that's basically us. You, we we figure things out as we go. That's us gamers. So, <laughs> so uh, in the treasure chest, you'll get items, accessories. These accessories that you can equip on your weapons that either can increase the attack power, increase mm. its durability, so they're not keen to breaking as fast. Yeah. Um, it can add into it can add elements. So some of these elements are weak on some monsters. Uh, there are some enhancements like anti uh, anti flying monster, anti goblin monsters, anti rock monsters, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, the game does not tell uh, the, the game does not really tell you anything about them. They just show up. So that means you have to. Uh, so in in as ma- as a matter of replayability, you need to keep going back to these levels, level one to eight, hoping to get the best items that you can get. So until you're happy, then that's the time that you can move to the next town over. So you might spend like over forty hours just on just on the first stage just to get the best uh, the best stuff. So there you go. Um, this is a uh, uh, that's Dark Cloud in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 still vi- visually appealing, although it does sound like the mechanics were very experimental for its time. And well, Joe wasn't lying. You know, the guy's got a lot of junk in his trunk. You know, just mm. looking at it right now. <laughs> this game is like a, a dungeon crawler slash uh, city builder. Mm. Yeah, oh, see, like you can return it to its uh, you can return the town to its original form. You see, just before the village was destroyed by the genie, I saved mm. the buildings and people by sealing them into spheres called Atlas. Those are Pokemon balls. Come on, yes, <laughs> those Atlas were scattered all over around by its tremendous magic power. But I don't have the power to do it, so all you have to do, uh, so I'm I'm asking you to do it for me. Hmm. All the ma- all the power that I have, I can't collect them by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, but, you know, um, uh, but you know, uh, you seem, you seem, uh, you, seem uh, you look like a capable guy. I think you can do it. You have a nice ass on you. You can go. Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but then again, yeah, I yeah, the game itself was good enough apparently that it got ported over to modern. Well, not not modern consoles. I think it, there was a PlayStation Four port of it though uh, on the PlayStation Store to 1080p. So. Enough people enjoyed it uh, to actually have it done on PS4 at the very least. Uh, Dark Cloud 2 also, if I remember correctly, but yeah, I never got to play Dark Cloud 2. All right, very cool. So that's Joe's choice. This is another way of peep, of developers baiting you to buy an RPG game, then it's <laughs> a different thing. <laughs> and then slipping in a little something that'll yeah. you know that'll surprise just like, you. Yeah. Just like a crazer. Mm, like just like Acrazer. Yeah, Agri- Actually, Joe says that it's almost a, it's a nice little parallel to Acrazer. So, I mean, if you get, if you guys are interested in trying out a JRPG with slightly different mechanics, and you know, you're not afraid to experiment, Dark Cloud is the way to go. All right. So, uh, back to you, Miss Eileen. Thank you very much, Sir Joe. That's a really interesting. Yeah, that's awesome, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say about 85% wholesome, yeah. <laughs> 85% wholesome. I, I, I give it to you, okay? <laughs> yes, Miss Eileen, go ahead. From the previous episode. I mean, it doesn't have yeah. to be all girls, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. But, I, I mean, mean have... guys have I mean, guys have asses too. 
I mean, heck, we, we, equality. We um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to make a point, even uh, Vegeta and Dragon Ball has. Sorry, sorry. Uh, let's say, you, you, yeah, go ahead. Even Vegeta on Dragon Ball has a <laughs> let's say a large behind. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe the oh main character so of uh, this game is guy. I think mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for answering. <laughs> so, um, so we have reached the three-hour mark. Maybe before we end the episode, a very quick uh, roundabout of oh, which city builder would you recommend to somebody who just wants to try and dive into the genre and any mm. tips on playing city builders? So, for me, my recommendations would be SimCity 2000 because it's mm. a simple city builder. It's not too simple. And it's not too complicated. It's also widely available on both EA and GOG. Yeah. Um, and um, there's also some game called Theo Town on the mobile phone. It's free, so, so since it's an era of mobile gaming as well, anybody mm. who wants to try city builders, try Theo Town. It's also uh, Minecraft style um, graphics. And my tips on playing city builders would be just start small. Do not Uh, focus on expanding very quickly, mm-hmm. um, and then try to take the time to learn the game's mechanics because each game has their own styles of playing. Yes. And so, how about um, Mr. GDM? Uh, any recommendation for entry-level city builders and tips on how to play them? For me, uh, for especially for modern players, um, there's a port of Constructor. In uh, GOG.com that was released in I think 2019. It's the HD port of Constructor from 1996-97. So entry level, um, if you would like to play um, like a small scale city builder, uh, unlike if you're overwhelmed of these uh, Sim City. Uh, games you mm-hmm. can try constructor you can uh, build uh, factories how different kinds of houses even mob mob boss house mm-hmm. or even uh, building they call uh, soup uh, what's that a soup something mm-hmm. uh, there's also hippies if <coughs> if you would like to play a light-hearted um, city building game mm-hmm. You can try constructor. It has humor, mm-hmm. but don't be um, but don't be too complacent because the the game is very difficult, especially if you play the uh, game mode uh, game mode called uh, Utopia. You need yes. to keep um, the the city folks happy. You need mm-hmm. to keep their uh, happiness level. Um, not below 90% or else you will lose the game. Then you oh will see gosh. the the grave and the cement thing that I was talking about earlier. No. <laughs> okay. So, and my tip, uh, just like uh, Miss Eileen um, uh, explained earlier, you mm-hmm. need to start Uh, you need to micromanage. Don't you don't need to expand um, entirely in the beginning of the game. And uh, specifically for constructor, don't loan too much money in the banks, especially <laughs> okay. with the mobsters, because you'll see the game over screen. 
Yeah, that's true. Okay, I I can imagine that happening, even in real yeah. life, even in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and don't try, don't even try it real life. Mm. <laughs> banks banks are okay, but mobsters or loan sharks not a good mm. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sir JDM. How about you, Sir Jo? Uh, you Sir jo. Mm, go ahead. If you have any. Yes, ah. Sir Jo. Ah, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, if you're into JRPGs with a lot of city building elements mm-hmm. and cute guys with mini distracting buns in them, then I have a game for you. <laughs> oh my game gosh. It's called Dark Cloud. Uh, yeah. It has everything it has trees, bats, roads. <laughs> Windmills, rivers, houses, a guy named Ungaga, Pokemon <laughs> balls, everything, dungeon crawling. <laughs> so play Dark Cloud. Very simple, really. Um, if you're familiar with the Arkwiser games, um, it, uh, it it's basically three games in one. Um, as far as the city uh, city building elements go, pretty generic, really. Um, the building's just there. Choose a building, put it somewhere. It just pops out. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, the buildings don't construct slowly. It just shows up. If you go into the diorama, place the building there. Go back. Uh, go back to the overworld map. Oh, it's just there. It magically shows up. Like so. Um, um, although it has its own caveats, um, Dark Cloud to kind of. Uh, address some of the uh, some of the flaws, but although the city building elements of Dark Cloud 2 is somewhat different from Dark Cloud 1, so um, so if you're into JRPGs and you still want to feel that uh, city building uh, entry level element of it, try Dark Cloud for the PlayStation 2. Which, by the way, I played it on a console on my PS2 console, but I don't have the game, so I shared where it. Guys, you can, you can always yes. share where the games that we're uh, that we're, uh, that we're, yeah. <laughs> we're showcasing in this show. Share where is the where to go. Sharing is caring. Yes, it is. Thank you, Bill. Here, uh, Sir Joel. <laughs> How about you, Sir Joel? Uh, in my case, um, I'd like to first read out Dan's uh, message here, which is uh, I kind of agree with. SimCity on SNES is a good entry into city builders. They, they tailor it for kids like most stuff on Nintendo, e.g. baby RPGs like Chrono Trigger. <laughs> and so it's really easy to access and get into. I, I agree with Dan on that another one. Dig. Another, another, <laughs> another dig. Another dig on Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Although, yeah, I, I agree with Dan. If you wanted to go from the, from the earliest part, uh, my my it's a good entry point into city builders. But if you personally ask, if you have a beefy enough machine, I would definitely recommend going the other way going from modern city builders because they have amazing tutorials all these amazing all these modern city builders like cities x uh, city skyline cities xl surviving the aftermath surviving mars um uh, uh, end zone uh, uh, then you know all these amazing brand new city builders learn from everything that we that we experienced way back when and had really really good have really really good tutorials now because of the fact that it, they enable you to really understand the aspects of city building they start small and then they sl- slowly expand into a, a ginormous uh, amount of, city, of, of of balancing inside of your head of how much need to be done so if you have the beef if you have the power i'd recommend modern city builders like city skyline cities excel 
uh, uh, surviving the aftermath, surviving Mars, because they have amazing tutorials for newbies going into it. But if you wanted, <clears throat> if you wanted to go into something a little bit less heavy in terms of balancing acts, but still into the resources that you need to understand uh, city building, I'd go Animal Crossing. Funniest thing is Animal Crossing will still give you that taste of high building a city because of the fact that you get, usually get tossed into the role of mayor anyway, right off the bat, and you have to build everything according to the specifications of the citizens that come into your town, either by your either by your citizens or by you know that 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 loan shark Tom Nook. So if you want a tiny taste of city building and a little bit more a little bit of difference when it comes to <clears throat> into the concept animal crossing either on the ds on the 3ds or on the switch would be the way to go as well so again my recommendation is modern city builders and then tap into the classic really good stuff like the impressions games like like sim city like sim tower and things like that go backwards if you want to get yourself introduced into city building because the the further you go the deeper it gets the better it gets that's my recommendation well, thank you, Sir Joel. Uh, any tips on, or I guess the, that's your tip would be? Oh, know, my tip, yeah, my tip is, you know, start with the modern stuff if you want to jump into modern. it. But again, um, more importantly, make the money. If you're into city builders, <laughs> focus on the money. Make sure that you have enough money to keep your, uh, keep your city running because the moment that you run out, it's the most frustrating feeling of you need to do this, but you've run into the negative balance in your in your spreadsheet. So money is the most one of the most important facets. Keep an eye on your funds because the moment that you run out of cash, it's game over for you as mayor. And you get run out of town or you get cement shoes and get tossed into the wall into the lake. You know. <laughs> that's my yeah, that's my take. There you go. Yes, avoid being in the red. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Thank you very much, Sir Joel. I guess that's it for today's episode. I'm tossing it back to Sir Joel for our ending. All right. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Miss I, Sir JDM, and Sir Joel. Um, what uh, one of the takeaways for uh, for this episode is that uh, the city building as uh, the city building games or any sim games uh, or, uh, or or uh, or anything that uh, that revolves around money and resources. It teaches the player to be more fisc- uh, f- fiscally responsible, fiscally yes. practical. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, it's it's good that you're experimenting, building whatever. But as a, as the game goes on, you'll realize, oh, I should have built this for building that. Oh, I should have saved this so I can do that. Yes. So um, it so it, it it teaches the player to be more responsible with its resources. It teaches the players on uh, on how to be uh, savvy in regarding to placing which buildings, which tower defenses, which fences, which rivers should go, um, crops, agriculture, whatever buildings, establishments, stuff like that, uh, depending on the game. And yeah, that's it. Um, that's a show. Um, wow, three hours really. Uh, well, <laughs> something that we are. Uh, um, we, we have Miss I to thank for that. Uh, so, mm-hmm. the, uh, regardless of the regardless of the genres, guys, we can always stretch this out. Mm-hmm. And let's go to the uh, let's go to our shameless plugs. Uh, let's go with Sir JDM. Uh, where can they find you? Yes, uh, you can see me in Twitch and on Facebook. Facebook 
one, two, three, go retro. I usually play um, action games. Uh, re- recently, I haven't been streaming. So, if you would like to see uh, replays of my playthrough, just go to my uh, YouTube channel, um, one, two, three, go retro as well. And I have my um, previous playthroughs there. And you can also see me here on Timeless Gamers uh, every week, uh, sun, uh, Saturdays. All right. Thank you for that, Sir JDM. How about Sir Joe? Hey, all right. Thanks very much, everybody, for sticking around, for listening to our discussion on City Builders. You can find me on Twitch and on Cake under Banyagang Native. Just search on the search bar up on top. Type in Banyagang Native and you'll really find me there. Hashtag FUFB. I haven't had the chance to really stream most recently because of the fact that I've been on a hiatus. I've been, I've been doing a lot of... Um, Uh, work doing been been doing a lot of uh, family stuff especially going into the holidays now but I'll do my very best to go back to streaming sometime very soon I have kind of narrowed down my content into arcade racers uh, simulations um, uh, off the off the beaten path kind of games obscure unknown weird strange kind of games so if you guys want check me out on kick.com and on twitch.tv coming right at you back to you John All right, thank you for that, Sir Joel, and the captain of the show for tonight, Miss I. So everyone, you can catch me on Twitch. Um, I re- rarely stream, but I was able to get back into it after several months. So I hope to stream again in the near future. Any kind of game, mostly retro, and maybe continue my other playthroughs from my previous um, streams in the past. So you can find me on Twitch as important, also on YouTube. All right, thank you for that, Miss I. So, um, just a quick word to our uh, uh, to our partners, and um, one of which for uh, for this month we got Sweet Tooth España. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sweet Tooth Espa- so Sweet Tooth España. They are located at the second floor of the Fuse Box Building, twelve fifty four Asturias Street in Sampaloc, Manila. That's near UST University of Santo Tomas. Uh, for um, they have varieties of shakes, um, different kinds of flavors. So you're if you're into uh, if you're if you're within the vicinity, try sweet tooth España. Man, and, those are I'm gonna have to go and go and visit that place wow. when I get back to Pinas. I, I'll try every single one of those shakes. And of course, uh, a quick shout out to the rest of our partners, the Sega Mega Master Show, again uh, with Sir Dan down uh, with Sir Dan down there. Uh, and Sir Viraj, you can't be here. Sega Mega Master Show podcast um, dedicated in everything Sega uh, during the 8-bit and uh, 16-bit era. Uh, you can watch and listen to their show by searching Sega Mega Masters in YouTube for all Sega game reviews, interviews, discussions, and challenges. We also would like to give a shout-out to Retro Unlimited uh, that offers apparel and clothing with prints referencing old-school anime, video games, pop culture, Yes, and in um, all of that stuff, just go to their uh, to their online shops in Facebook, Lazada, and TikTok. That's Retro Unlimited. A uh, quick shout out as well to Shuffle Emporium, um, that also sells anime figures, toys, trading card games, and other collectibles. Just go to their uh, website, shuffleemporium.com, or to their Facebook page and check out their awesome inventory and take your collection to the next level. Studio.ph, of course, 
uh, for quality printings of stickers, shirts, hoodies, bags, and lots more. Just go to their page at studio.ph or send them an email to studio.ph at gmail.com for your customized personal and corporate printing inquiry. And lastly, Collector's Alley uh, that houses uh, old video games, toys, action figures, gunpla, model kits, and anime-related goodies. Located at the third floor of the LRT Caloacan Mall in Caloacan, um, um, owned by Sir Chairman Erwin of the of RGCP. Hello, uh, Chairman. It's great. Uh, just shout out, Chairman, right there. <laughs> um, oh, and they're also having this mini event, uh, a buy and sell uh, video game retro market, uh, located right. Uh, just adjacent to uh, just adjacent to the collector's alley, third floor of LRT Caloacan, from ten from ten a.m. to seven p.m. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, just go there and have a look. See what the, uh, see if all of the uh, retro video game goodies, consoles, video games, accessories for frost, everything in there. Uh, um, uh, so just uh, just a quick uh, just a quick plug uh, on um, on that mini event and la- and of course the show. Uh, the Timeless Gamer Show. You can still check them out by going to the Facebook page of the Timeless Gamers Show, the YouTube channel, um, Twitch. You can also go to our website, still under construction. That's timelessgamers.com. And for all of our audio ep- uh, audio versions of our ep- of our past episodes, all of them are still available by going to your favorite audio streaming platforms out there. And that is the show. Thank you guys once again. All of you have been wonderful. On behalf of Sir Dan, Sir Viraj, Sir Ray, who cannot be here uh, for tonight's show. Um, thank you all so much. And our games and our bodies may grow out of date, but our gaming experiences will forever remain. Bye bye. See you guys again soon. Have a great rest of the weekend.